0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Freddie Korea. We are back. You're listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast special edition with the main man himself, Mr. Bobby Sharon, host of the Cobra, Cobra Cast podcast. Excuse my voice and excuse my speech impediment. You already know I have a speech impediment, but my voice right now, um, it's pretty fucked up because I'm kind of getting sick, but I have the AC blasting because... I got to be cold. Um, I I run hot-blooded, I guess is what they call it. So I always have to have the AC, and it's making me sicker. So I don't know if that's a good idea. On the other hand, my wife, she likes to be warm, so she always, like, she's complaining about the temperatures. But uh, nevertheless, here it is, my main guest tonight, Bobby Sharon. What's up, my brother?
1: What's up, man? Episode ninety two of the Cobra Cast podcast with me, your designated driver on my half of the podcast, Bobby Sharon. What's going on, Freddie? How are you?
0: Oh, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Excited to have you here on the podcast. I'm excited that you're already about to hit a hundred episodes on your podcast. Man, crazy, huh? Yeah, <laughs> man. And, and here we are now doing a swapcast.
1: A swap cast. This is my first. This is like I was telling you before. This is my first like telephone uh podcast and my first Swapcast. So this
0: is cool. Oh wow. Hell yeah. Popping double like chairs.
1: Badass. Totally. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. That's, That's cool, man. Think, so how are things going on in Vegas right now? I know you had like a lot of problems out there, you know, about a month ago. So
0: Yeah, man. Uh October first, that crazy shooting that we had out here. It was um we me and my two co hosts, Roberto, uh and Ian Burford. We we were doing uh uh like a almost four hour podcast in and, and, it's so crazy, man, because it happened on a Sunday night. An hour later, the shooting happened. But the crazy part is that before the the the, the shooting, if you listen to that episode um, on the podcast, we were talking about this guy in California that was found dead and was and had a bunch of guns, and he was really rich, and he was like a gun trader. And then we that was one thing we. And then it turns out there was this gun man, gunman. There's conspiracies now the guy that did the shooting from mandalay they there's all kinds of conspiracies and he had a bunch of guns and another issue we were talking about before the shooting we're talking about area 51 how from mandalay bay you could see these red stripe airplanes you know that leave every day and take employees to to area 51 and um and we're talking about mandalay bay not even an hour later man the shooting happens and we're like what the fuck dude like you know, so how did
1: you guys find so how did you guys find out about it?
0: Well, it was we we're still hanging out. Usually after the podcast, we hang out for a little while and um, Roberto had just left and my buddy Ian was still at the house. And uh one of my friends that was on a podcast that night, Danny Falcone, he um he he was about to go to the strip and he's like uh hey buddy, I'm gonna go to a strip tip my wife because he was visiting from Reno and then right. he takes off a little later, he's like, no, nah, we're just going to go home we, since they ended up hanging out with us. So they avoided going to the strip, right? So he leaves. Check this out. I go to the restroom, and I don't know why I've talked. To, I mean, I've talked about it on Facebook, on social media, but I keep seeing the number 1111 or 111 everywhere, dude. It's fucking weird. That is weird. And, yeah, and I'm a skeptic. I'm a, I, I don't like to believe in divine shit, you know, but it's just weird that I keep seeing that number. Anyway, I come back. And I get I, I had a missed call. Uh my friends answered it for me. Uh it was my buddy Danny Falcon who left the house and he's like, Hey man, there was just a shooting and there's over thirty people dead. And I was like, What the fuck? And I looked at my phone and it was eleven eleven. I'm like, What the fuck? This is not real. This is not happening. Yeah. So it turns out, yeah, we we ended up being glued to the TV for the next three hours, going into midnight, and uh we we're just fucking just mind blown, bro. Like my, w- my wife was like traumatized and you, no, f- yeah, totally. you know, you feel this guilt also because we're, all, we're in that area all the time. Yeah. And how far
1: away from, how way, how far <clears throat> away from the strip are you?
0: Oh man. We're only about, I gotta say I'm about eight miles away. Not that far. Okay. Yeah. I'm not that far away. I could, you know, we could see Mandalay from my house. The, oh, the strip wow. pretty much. Um, We're probably only five, six ex- exits away from the, from the strip. And I pass pass Mandalay every day on the way to work or on the way to doing a show, whatever, you know. And um, it was so close to the house. We had this guilt because, first of all, I feel traumatized throughout the week. I tell the booker the next day I can't do comedy. And uh, I'm just too traumatized. And um, so did Sam Tripoli. Me and Sam Sam Tripoli was the headliner. And he, he even couldn't do it either. So anyway, but now I'm feeling guilty for having trauma. I'm like... I. I wasn't even at the event. Who the fuck am I to have be traumatized?
1: Yeah, but, you know, everybody takes that kind of stuff in different ways. Uh, Some people, you know, it affects and some people it doesn't, you know. I was like, uh, I was taken aback by it because I I love Vegas. That's my town, you know what I mean? I mean, it's a weird thing. I always tell everybody, I said, when I die, you know, I want to be cremated, but I want part of me to stay in Austin, part of me to stay in Connecticut, and part of me to go to Las Vegas. And go on the top, of the top of the Eiffel Tower and just let my ashes float, you know. Yeah, so I, yeah. Love, I love that town. I just I've always loved going there. You know. Yeah, man. I
0: mean, th- this is where I met you. Uh, the the first time we ever met was um, uh, briefly. Yeah, it was, I was v-
1: very briefly, huh? Like, I, well, you know why, right? Uh, no, I I, <laughs> I was so high on stars that night, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I didn't know what to do. We'll get into that, but yeah, I was. Oh my uh, God. You, you held
0: your own, though, man. I remember it was at the <laughs> South Point Casino. I was opening. Right. I was opening for Joey Diaz that night. Esther Koo yeah. was the middle. Esther
1: Kuh
0: there too, yeah. And I remember we, held,
1: we all oh, held court afterwards. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I remember hanging out afterwards um, <coughs> with Token Lair. Shout out to Token Lair. You know, yeah. And we were hanging out by the slot machines, and and you were there with your wife. I was there with my wife. And it was cool, man, just hanging out with Uncle Joey, you know, the church family, the Vegas. Yeah, it
1: was, it was cool because, well, the reason why we were there, I don't know if you know, but, um, you know, Joey's birthday is February 19th. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend's birthday is February 9th. So I was, you know, I said to her, I said, you know, he's playing in South Point. Let me give him a call and let's see if we can, you know, arrange a trip. So we, you know, arranged that trip to kind of celebrate her birthday. But the, the night of the show, the first, I think it was Friday night show, right? Yeah, um, yeah. His birthday was that night, mm-hmm. so you know, we we got in early. Uh, he actually got there Thursday night. We got there Friday, or I think Friday morning, and we had you know had lunch with him. and hung out with him the whole day, and so anyways, you know the stars got passed around, and I only had like a half of one. Yeah, and I was high for like. <laughs> like fucking seven hours, dude. I, was just, I don't remember. I, I remember seeing you. I remember seeing Esther. And I remember seeing, you know, Joey perform. But I don't remember any of the bits or anything. I was just like sitting there staring at the stage like, what the fuck? And, you know, I guess Larry was, I mean, uh, token Larry was backstage with, with Lee. Um, for the, And then Lee got tossed out. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it was a wild weekend for sure. Oh, yeah. we um, had a great time.
1: Yeah, we didn't go we didn't go to the saturday show he um because we went to the strip uh on saturday and we got back like right around seven and he did i think he only did like a seven o'clock show and that was it or seven thirty something like that yeah so, yeah so we just you know we went back to the room just passed out and that was it so.
0: well and, that, and that's cool you say so you say vegas is one of your favorite places i love
1: vegas yeah. love it
0: yeah it's a it's a beautiful place man it's uh it's a really nice town to live in so yeah it's a, it's a shame what happened uh right you know almost getting close to a month now and it, but it was one of those things that i i almost feel like we all knew something was coming eventually i want to say because we know it's the entertainment capital of the world right whenever you meet someone on the strip you know maybe there's just a wild percentage but more than 50% will be will answer you hey this is if you ask them is this your first time in vegas more than 50% maybe 80% will say yeah this is my first time in vegas the whole world yearns to come to visit vegas this is one of the new wonders of the world you know and yeah, you guys a football team too so yeah we're getting the football team now you got the hockey team. It's like you got everything you got the capital of mma you got
1: Oh, yeah. So totally.
0: it makes sense that something would happen to this city just by the odds themselves, you know, and I remember um, working because I, I, I'm a network technician. So I work in a lot of the, the hotels on the strip. And I remember wor- working on the network, fixing the Wi-Fi at uh, at the Luxor Casino. This is like four or five years ago, new to Vegas, you know, and I'm there with another one of my coworkers. And the power goes out while we're in the pyramid. And I, it, me, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, I, I, I kind of reflect Uncle Joey a lot in the sense that I get paranoid and I'm always watching. I'm always alert. I'm always trying to look around me, see what's going on. I'm people watching. Yeah. So the power goes out and uh, I was something got in me. I'm like, there's this. This is not cool. You know, you've been inside the Luxor before the pyramid. Oh yeah, I've been in, that.
1: I've been in all of them.
0: <laughs> so you know how the elevators—they're called inclinators because they're different. Right, right. You know, they they inc- they they go along with the the shape of the pyramid, so they're called inclinator. Right. They stop working. They they were oh, wow. stuck. So I don't know if anybody has ever seen the way the emergency stairs are, but they are a trip. When you go down, instead of you know on the emergency stairs in a hotel, you look straight down. And you see, you see down. You see what's below. Yeah. Here it's sideways. So you go down, uh-huh. and you're going sideways down the pyramid. So I tell my coworker, I'm like, something's going down, and if not, then at least we got out of here. You know. Yeah. I I rather get out of here because all of a sudden the power goes out completely in the pyramid. And for the power to go out in a pyramid, you got generator backups and all this shit. I was like, something's happening. So my bitch ass, I start fucking leaving. I'd rather be called a bitch than be like, oh, he, there he was, you know. you you know, for a <laughs> long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I grab my fucking tools, my everything. And I, we start going down the stairs just at a fast pace. We get out. It turns out, yeah, it was just a fucking generator went out or something. But ever since that i like i had something in my mind and then you start hearing all these threats from ISIS
1: and oh
0: yeah all this bullshit it's like,
1: th- i mean there's threats every day even in, like in austin and stuff there's a lot of threats about oh we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that and you know i think a lot of it's made up but then again a lot of it's serious too you know it's just to keep people scared i think you know a lot of it yeah very true yeah. Well,
0: just to keep you people know? scared and uh but yeah it is a tragedy, man, but I hope people are still come out to Vegas and have a good time, I hope to see you out here soon, man,
1: oh, yeah, definitely, I mean, we we're supposed to come out during the summer, but we've had, we had a lot of crazy stuff happen, so we couldn't come out and um so yeah i'm I'm definitely planning another trip out there,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely man.
1: Yeah, maybe you know, maybe when when Joey's out there again, I don't know, we'll have to see i don't I know he does uh he's he's a South Point every time he goes out, so we'll see what happens, you know, I'd love to go out again, but you know, and then. You know, and I hate to bring this up, but, you know, a big loss to everybody a couple of days later was when Ralphie died, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh I, man. Mean, like, I mean, as soon as I heard, I I uh, shot Joey, um, Joey and Lee both, uh, you know, a message say, hey, man, you know, I know you guys are getting lit up with, you know, with people right now, but I just want to let you know, Crystal and myself, uh, you know, were there with you and stuff and uh you know sorry for your loss and stuff like that you know yeah, yeah man i mean yeah, i know for joey especially it was a tough one you know
0: yeah i mean what wasn't ralphie may and joey roommates at one point
1: oh yeah they were like i wouldn't say they're best friends you have to talk to them about that but i mean they no, were no. super no yeah, no they were super close not best friends yeah, but, but, but they were, yeah but they were roommates at one time yeah, yeah
0: oh, okay roommates yeah because I, I remember them telling a story that like they were starting off you know be in comics and they they were all like sharing a room with Pablo Francisco or something and
1: you know something th- like that. I think Ralphie had an apartment and mm-hmm. then I think Joey used to crash there. That's what the deal oh, was. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, if you go, if you go on, um, I think might have been the appearance before the last one that that um, that Ralphie was on. They go through that whole thing. I mean, every podcast he was on, they would talk about that, that yeah. period of time. You know. And I, I was like, you know, kind of totally in shock because that was when we were going to go out to Vegas. Um, we were trying to work around uh, seeing like Ralphie on a Friday night and then Joey over at South Point on a Saturday. But the way that it worked out was he was doing one weekend, and then the next weekend Joey was playing. So we'd have to stay like a week and a half in order to catch both. Yeah, and I'm 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 super like kind of kicking myself in the face not that I didn't go out there to see Ralphie, you know. Oh, man. So I never got to see him. He was an Austin awesome, um, a couple of months back for, like, a comedy festival. I didn't go, so.
0: I got to meet him, um, two times I got to meet him. One was at South Point. I go into the green room at the South Point Casino, and there he was hanging out, and Gabe Lopez, who who runs the show there, he, uh, introduces me to him. He's like, this is, uh, Freddie Korea, you know. And, um... And then Ralphie he shake his hand. And he's like, he started calling me steady Freddie that night. <laughs> and uh, everybody's got a nickname. <laughs> everybody immediately. Right. <laughs> and I, I was like, astonished. Like there's, there's been um very few times where I've met a big celebrity like that. Like, like Dave Chappelle or Rogan or uncle Joey, the first time where you just get starstruck. And I was just there. Yeah, totally. You know, and I, I, I know my manners. I keep my mouth shut and just hang out. Listen, you know, like the time I met Fluffy, I just hung out. I was just like a fly on the wall and spoke to when spoken to or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, I'd say that, yeah. Well, the first time I met Joey was like, it was a little weird, you know, because I talked to, because the way that we met, um, if I can go over that real quick. Absolutely. Uh, I was going to ask you that too. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, probably about three and a half years ago, I was just starting to listen to Rogan a little bit, you know, and really listening to podcasts because at the time I really didn't I knew he had something out, but I didn't know how big the podcast world was. Uh, so one day I'm at work and I'm listening to Rogan and this guy named Joey Coco Diaz comes on, you know, and I'm like, well, who in the fuck is this guy? This guy's <laughs> killing me. This guy's killing me, you know, because well, I, got, I got to backtrack a little bit because, when I, I, you know, I'm 49 years old. So when I was growing up, I was like really all the hardcore comedians. I loved comedians when I was a kid. You know, and it was always, like, Red Fox and Richard Pryor. And then it was, like, Kinnison and then Dice. Mm -hmm. And I think after, like, Dice, to me, comedy, like, really wasn't, like, it wasn't risky anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like you had the, you know, you had the comedians that, you know, like the Seinfelds and all that kind of stuff and whatever. I mean, but to me, that that really didn't register with me. I mean, because after Dice, it's like, Dice was like you know everybody's world for such you know he was so huge you know, yeah. And uh, so after that it was like I would, I would see people like earthquake and stuff like that and those kind of comedians I love. Yeah. Um, same thing with, with, with you know Lavelle Crawford I love him, but so I hear this guy Joey Coco Diaz you know on there I said this guy is fucking killing me you know, so. I just, I got on my Facebook and I looked him up and I listened to a couple episodes of the church, you know, with Lee and everything. And I mean, I'm, so I'm going to send you this of messages for he has, you know, mm-hmm. so I got him a message and, uh, like a day later, he messaged me back. I was like, holy shit. I was like totally blown away. That this guy messaged me back, you know? Yeah. So we kind of just went back and forth, back and forth. And the thing is with the two of us, um, we're around the same age and we, we've listened to all the same kind of music. Yeah. So we're like we're the two of us are hardcore music fans, you know, mm-hmm. and we would just send message back about music, da 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 da. And then finally, about six months after that, he played Austin for the first time over at Cap City, and uh, so I went and, and as soon as I walked in, he's like, "Hey, Bobby Sharon." He knew exactly who I was, and you know. <laughs> it was, it was cool. And ever since then, we've been, you know, we've been I, and I'm sure you hear in the church all the time that, you know, we're family and all this kind of yeah, stuff. And yeah. We really are, you know? Yeah. Um, and now when, you know, when he comes to Austin, Lee, he, Lee always comes now, you know, and hangs out with me when he comes in and, uh, take him and eat some good Mexican music. Oh, man. We tore it up. I took him. <laughs> there's a, I don't know if you know this place called Chewies that's down here. No, but uh, I saw pictures you guys posted. Yeah, it's like a text mex joint. And the thing is, um Lee, you know, and I don't understand this. He's never had queso in his whole life. What? Yeah, he never had queso. So I took him to um, I took him to this place Chewy's, and he just fell in love with the queso. All he could talk about was queso, queso, queso. Of course the food is awesome too. I mean, you know, it's ridiculous. Um I took him for barbecue, like, you know, real Austin awesome barbecue. Oh yeah. um, so anyways, he's so now when he comes, you know he's and actually they're they're coming in January. Yeah, they just nailed some dates down in January, so I'm super stoked. I put up actually a invite on Facebook for it for everybody to come out, so everybody would know he was coming. Yeah, and I'll get to see my brothers, you know, in January. So I'm su- And the cool thing about it is my birthday, um, my fiftieth birthday, is when they come in.
0: Oh wow, how cool is that?
1: Yeah, so it's going to be pretty fucking badass. I can't wait.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. So so it's like you're you're the you're the representative, the church representative of Austin. You know.
1: Um, well, one of them, you know who the other one is, right?
0: No, no. Spooky
1: Spooky. She's oh, the other one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I she's have her on Facebook. <laughs> what,
0: what's her first name again? Tammy. 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 Yeah. She is great, man. She's so supportive.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause she, I, she, uh, uh, sorry. She lives a little bit. She lives between Austin and Houston. So mm-hmm. when she comes in, she's got about an hour, hour and a half drive when she comes in. Yeah.
0: So. T- Tammy Winkler. That's right, Uki Spooky. Shout out, uh, out to Uki. Yeah, on Twitter, man. Yeah, so you guys are holding it down over there.
1: We're holding it down. Yeah. So, anyways, um, like I said, I started this podcast uh, a week after they left the last time, so I'm going strong.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Cobra Cast, man.
1: The Cobra Cast, and I'm, I'm yeah. so
0: I, I'm so proud and excited for you, man. Because I mean you're only you, you just celebrated a year into it and you're you're already September in the 20th, yeah in the 90s episodes it's like that's amazing man well i'm doing like two
1: a week that's um, good and i was doing i did a couple of um mobile podcasts but the problem with that is just like you know, the wi-fi hookups and all that kind of stuff and oh i got so tired of doing mobile Oh, I know. It was fun, but it was just like it was. you're more worried about the equipment working than actual podcasting, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So it was that kind of thing. Yeah. I've done, yeah so I've, anyways.
1: I've done it, my share
0: of mobile where you got to worry about the sound. You go to a restaurant, it's like you got to ask the people, like the music's too loud in the background, you know? Oh, I know.
1: But what were you saying, so, brother? Oh, no, no. So anyways, um, yeah, so it, it's kind of cool because I'm um, – the podcast has kind of turned into mostly like, uh, I'm a musician by trade. You know, I'm retired, you know, like 20 years, but, but everybody that I know still plays in bands and plays in the scene. So it's basically turned into a, um, a local music podcast, which is kind of cool, you know, cause Austin oh, yeah. is, is so known for music. So, um, and I'm going to actually have my first comedian up here. Um, probably today, no. <laughs> <Today>. <laughs> no, I mean, in studio, though, In yeah. studio, he's he's blowing up pretty, pretty big here in Austin. So uh, and probably like the second week in November, I think he's going to be here or third week in November. What's his name? Uh, Ty Wynn. Cool. He's been on Kill, he was on Kill Tony um, in Austin. And I, I'm not sure. I don't know how that works. You know about the Kill Tony thing, right? I listen to every episode. Yeah. Well, he was on he was on the Austin one. And I've been talking to him left and right uh, about coming up here, and we're just going to nail down a date and get him up. But he just filmed – I, I don't know what he's going to do with this special, but he just filmed a special at the Paramount Theater in Austin. Oh, wow. Which is a pretty big deal. Yeah, he's in uh, – how, how do you spell his name? It's um, T-A-I – I think his last name is N-U-Y-E-N, something like that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, look him up. Yeah, he's 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 badass yeah. But yeah uh, so anyway, Tony Hinchcliffe, you know, heard his thing at Kill Tony and was like just raving on the guy, you know?
0: Yeah, I just found him. I got four mutual friends. You're one of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, check him out, man. If you get a
0: chance, he, he's a super badass. He has like a natural mullet. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, he's a, he's I, real I, funny, though. I remember that episode. Isn't that the episode where the guy in shrooms attacked Jeremiah Watkins?
1: Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That guy was I, I weird. A, I saw the episode, but I saw like half of it, so I got oh, okay. to go back and kind of look at it again.
0: Yeah, other than that guy, there was a lot of funny people, so I got to listen to it again. Uh, <clears throat> it, it's cool when when Kill Tony goes on the road and um, you get tired of hearing the the same open micers in L.A. and then when he goes to other places like New York or Austin, they kill it, man.
1: Well, Tony was telling him that he goes goes. You need to get out of Austin. He goes, "You're like a big fish in a small pond. You need to get out of Austin," and you know, and they were kind of. The panel was kind of ragging on the Austin comics, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was, eh, you know, it is what it is. They didn't have that many good ones that night, but.
0: Oh, there wasn't good ones that night? I, I thought there well, was.
1: According, according to Tony. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's like, well, you're the, you're the best one so far because my advice to you is to get out of Austin. It's like, oh, oh shit. Wow. <laughs> did, did you go to that one? I didn't go to I saw it on YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Cool, man. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna add this uh, this guy Ty Nguyen. Yes,
1: yeah, it's Tai. It's uh, I, man, I always pronounce his last name wrong. It, it's an Asian, it's is- a
0: very popular a, a, la, Asian last name. Um, it's N G U
1: Y E N. I think it's Ty Nguyen. It's like Nguyen, uh huh, or something like that. I'm, <laughs> I yeah. I'm ready, so. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> I used to be a PBX operator in Reno at Silver Legacy Casino, so I would get a lot of uh asian people with that last name and and you would connect them to the rooms you know back when there there's, was pbx operators i don't know if there is anymore
1: there's a lot of um a lot of korean people that work there right in, in, the, in the casinos and stuff
0: oh and it, when it comes to vegas there's a lot of um asians from everywhere though not just one place They're, honestly there's like what we call chinatown on spring mountain there's really like you could go to one shopping center and there's restaurants from Vietnam, Thai, Taiwan. Yeah.
1: yeah. Cause I went to Vegas one time and one of the people I went with, she was, uh, she was Korean mm-hmm. and she was just picking up conversations with all the dealers. and all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's there like waitresses and the people on the street. And I mean, it was crazy. It'd be interesting to see what the demographics
0: is amongst Asians. But, um, yeah, there is a lot of Koreans. I, I, I could tell you that, um, a lot of Filipinos but i think there some of some people consider or they consider themselves pacific islanders more but there is there is a lot of Asians though and and one of the nice things about vegas is that see me and my girl we grew up in reno nevada okay the only asian food we knew was chinese food when we came to vegas we started eating vietnamese thai korean barbecue it's like oh, we yeah, korean barbecue is
1: awesome it's it's
0: amazing right it's like Oh, and, yeah, totally. And there's still a lot of them that I haven't tried. Like, I've never tried Taiwan Taiwanese, you know?
1: So, That's one thing you can't get in Austin is a good Chinese food. Is that right? Oh, my God. It's horrible. oh You know, you got barbecue and Tex Mex and all that kind of stuff. When Wait. it comes to like Italian and like Italian and Chinese, those two are lacking. Really? You know? Yeah, totally. But yeah, Joy was saying that he's got some guy that that he knows here that opened up a spot, a Chinese spot. And I think we're going to go hit it when he comes in. So I, I asked him, you know, what it was. And I, either he didn't want to tell me, he forgot yeah. or whatever, you know. You know, he is. So it's like, yeah, uh, out of him. it's like, man, I want a good Yeah, because I'm from Connecticut and he's from Jersey. So, I mean, we're, yeah. we're from the same part of, you know, the country. And Chinese food up there is king. They have the best Chinese food up up in that area yeah and i mean you know the egg rolls alone are just ridiculous it's like a whole meal with a with a big egg roll why do you You think that is it's i don't know it you know it's culture no not enough chinese people i don't know if it's a culture thing or it's it's just man that part of the country it's just like you know like italian food you can get killer pizza up there you know Mm -hmm. um the big is a big, you know, Italian population. And, you know, there's some stuff in Austin, but it's not like it is back home. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, well, how long you, know, have you
0: been out there in Austin.
1: I, okay. Um, I'm, I grew up in Connecticut and I moved to Austin in nine the end of 91. So I've been here for a good 25, 26 years. Yeah. <laughs> and I still, uh, I still have family up there and everything, but, uh, yeah, this is, this is home now
0: yeah that's it becomes home right even though you grew up somewhere yeah, else totally
1: And it's, it's weird it's weird when i go back because everything is is changed so much because the town that i'm from is a town called bristol and it's you know it's the home of espn yeah that's where espn's based and when i was growing up espn was like you know two little buildings and like a, maybe a two two tiny little satellite dishes Oh wow! And now you and now you go up there, and it's like half of the town is ESPN. They changed all the street names, and <laughs> they, they they built like a like a a big hotel for all the you know celebrities coming in to do ESPN, and and yeah, all all the people I went to high school with, they're all you know doing really well. Like some are are uh, executives at ESPN now. You know what I mean? So it's crazy.
0: Yeah. It, so you 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 pretty much grew up over there in uh, Bristol, Connecticut.
1: Yeah, in Connecticut, and then I moved down here. Yeah, I was a drummer, and um, there wasn't any kind of music scene to speak of up there. And I, my father lived in Austin. He still does, in the Austin area. And he was like, man, come down here. It's like, it's booming. It's, you know, it's a music capital of the world. And, you know, of course, I just wanted to get out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wanted to spread my wings and fly. I was like twenty-four, or 23, 24, You know, I just needed to get out of there. And I didn't. I never went back, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, some, sometimes you, you just gotta leave your nest, man. You have to. I'll tell you man,
1: the, the thing about Austin, Austin is just an awesome place to, It's like Vegas. It's an awesome place to live, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh it's just so it's just people don't know how great they have it here until they leave. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, and even, you know, when Lee comes on and speaking of Lee, Lee told me to say hello to you and your lovely wife. Uh I totally oh. forgot about
0: Thank you, brother. Thank you, Lee. I,
1: he, he actually texted me a couple of days ago. I, was, I told him I was going to be hanging out with you tonight. And he's like, oh, just tell him, you know, uh, tell tell uh, Freddie Unless I said hello. I said, okay, well, and I totally forgot uh, about that. Oh, man,
0: he, he's he's a sweetheart, man. He's, uh, he's one of those people that, like, you just know he has such a good heart, man. Um, oh, total. I, I, I had him on my 100th episode, and uh, we went to eat some. He took me to a really good Mexican place in L.A., but
1: um, yeah, he... yeah, yeah, Joey always cracks out of my body of crap food, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he did. And that's what he did when he was over here. It's like he saw some billboard or something with like a Chinese food buffet on it or something. Yeah. And he goes, let's go over there. I'm like, Lee, no. I said, I'll tell you right now. They got French fries on the buffet. It's oh, the time yeah. You, anytime you see a Chinese like buffet and they have French fries on the fucking don't even don't even bother. just, I, fucking just Yeah.
0: I think Chinese buffets are just uh, are just not Chinese. I think they're they're very Americanized.
1: Yeah, well, some of them have pizza down here. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, say, well, same here, bro. They got this oh, place sorry. over here called Star Buffet and King Buffet. They got the fries. They got pizza, and and, and, and it's. I, I even I took my dad when I went to El Paso, Texas, in February um, to a Chinese uh, buffet in El Paso, and. It, yeah, I think Chinese buffets are really not Chinese, but they're not Chinese. It's like yeah. it's like calling Mexican food uh, or Taco Bell Mexican food.
1: Yeah, it's not even... I, I, don't, yeah, you know, I love Taco Bell, but I don't know yeah. what to rise it that. You know?
0: I think what happens <laughs> is that they Americanize the Chinese buffet so they could appeal to Americans because Americans right. love buffets. And they got to have fries, pizza for the kids, you know?
1: That's the thing about Austin, man. There's so much good food here. Oh my god, the barbecue is like the best out of everything, right? Yeah, the, the barbecue. I mean, you know, there's only so much barbecue you can eat, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I I love the Tex Mex. Um, of course, the, you know the barbecue, like you just said. Um, and what else? But there, there's a lot of there's a lot of good like Korean places. But not Chinese. You know, there's the, there's a difference between Chinese and Korean. There's just two different things. Oh, absolutely. Uh, old school Chinese, you can't get down here. The Vietnamese, um, you got Vietnamese, you got um, Korean food. The Korean food is good down here. Um, Joey's real big on the, the Papa Do's. There's, that's like a seafood kind of a place. Uh-huh. Uh, it's right next to his hotel. Every time he comes in, and I, he's like, "Let's go over to Papa. I'm like, "That nah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm popping those now. Man, let's go someplace else, you know." <laughs> and he he he'll just he'll just stay over there, and he he'll, he'll eat like every meal over there. He loves that joint. So, yeah. and then me and Lee are just like you know, it's like barbecue and you know and, and chewies and just whatever we can find. I mean, even I even like the um the food carts are, are they have like a food cart thing down here like on on weekends, mm-hmm. and it's just all you know. This, you know, old school, you know, Hispanic food or, you know, Mexican food and stuff like that. That stuff is really to die for. Yeah. Um,
0: now, they, they opened up this place over here um, nearby my house called Cucos You ever heard of that? Chain? No. I guess what, what some of my buddies in or actually my cousin in Houston told me, uh, I guess it's a Tex-Mex chain restaurant. And um so that's the closest I've ever gone to Tex-Mex. I got to say, this Kukos, I guess to me, it was pretty damn good. But I think somebody like you that knows real Tex-Mex is probably, it's probably just America, too Americanized, maybe. Well, Phil, we have to get you and your lovely wife to come over here sometime. I'm telling you. <clears throat> yeah, man. You were telling me that. And I would love to, man. I got to. January. I got a...
1: January. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you can stay P- with me, man. January.
0: Uh, I appreciate it, my brother. I appreciate that. Same here, man. When you come to Vegas. <laughs> That'd be awesome, you know? man. I'm telling you, gotta he's going to be bedroom. here.
1: He's going to be here the third week of January. How, so how f- Dude, I'm super, I am super excited, man. Cause I, it's, it's always just fun to hang out with and catch up, you know, oh, how far, how far is uh,
0: Austin from Houston?
1: Three hours. That's it. Yeah. Wow. See, I yeah, actually, actually went and saw Joey down there one time. He uh, played at the, um, the improv mm-hmm. and we bought tickets and went down there. So, mm-hmm. It was like, you know, if for, for crystal and myself, it was a little, you know, getaway for us. And, uh, we really didn't get to hang with him too much. We kind of, you know, we were like the last ones in line. We said hello and everything else. and Yeah. But he had a lot of stuff going on, so we kind of just left him alone. See, um, I,
0: I feel like there's something special about Texas. I mean, one, you know, my family, you know, from my mom's side, they're from Juarez, Juarez, in the El Paso area. My dad, El Paso. Yeah, that one's pretty far. My dad, he's <laughs> from Cuba, but he met my mom in, in, in El Paso, so he still lives in El Paso. Oh, okay. And then one of my brothers that just came from Cuba not too long ago, he lives in Houston. I have never met him before. So um, having said that, I have family from my mom's side in Houston. And then my two of my very good buddies uh, that do comedy, Che and, and, and uh, David Nunez, they live in Houston too. Now, <clears throat> so I'm thinking, whether we go in January or sometime next year, I definitely want to go over there and visit you guys as well. I mean, three hours, that's nothing.
1: Yeah, because we're like in the center of everything because if you go three hours north, two and a half, three hours, you're hitting Dallas. If you go, okay, so if you go like an hour south of us, you're going to hit San Antonio, and then like another hour, hour and a half, you're going to hit Houston.
0: Yeah, it's like. We're
1: we're sort of in the middle
0: of everything. You're in the middle of everything. If I want to go to Dallas, I could hit up Waco on the way. Go see a Dallas Cowboy game or something, you know? Boom, there you go. And then you got Waco, Texas, on the way halfway there.
1: Yeah, Waco's. A, yeah, I'm. I live in a little town called Georgetown. It's. It's. Not, I'm not right really in Austin. I'm about probably 20 miles north of Austin. North. So of Austin. I'm pretty close to to Waco. You know, Waco's maybe oh. um, 45 minutes.
0: Yeah, I see it right here. I'm looking at your your town right here. I'm looking at the map as we speak. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, man. It, it's yeah. cool how, how Texas is it's so populated. It, it, and um, there's so much comedy over there, man. I got buddies in San
1: Antonio killing it, too. Yeah, you know what I'm waiting to see is, um, oh, God, what's his name? I'm waiting for uh, Crawford to come through. And he was down in Houston, but I don't know if he does like Cap City or not, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, there's so really- and, same,
1: and same thing with uh, Felipe Esparza, too. I'm waiting for him to come through, you know? He hasn't uh, been to Austin yet. No, he doesn't. I mean, he's, I think he's done some stuff in San Antonio, but that's about it. I'm just waiting for. I mean, it's it's weird about the Austin comedy scene because you'll they have like these comedy festivals, mm-hmm. and they'll people will come and do those. But it's like you know, I don't want to see someone do like a 25 minute set and then they take off and you know or whatever you know. Yeah, I think Joey did that. Joey um, did one down in Houston about eight. Was it last year? Maybe a year and a half ago. And I told him, I said, hey, we're going to come down, you know, and see, you, you know, he goes, man, don't even, don't, don't even bother. It's not worth you coming down, you know, because I'm yeah. only going to be, he, he was like, you know, it was like a hit and run thing. You know, it was a drive by. He just, he flew in on a Friday, did his set Saturday night and left Sunday morning. So it was very, very in and out kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, hey, so how did, how did, how did you meet Joey?
0: I met Joey the first time before uh, I even got to perform with him by going to um, Rogan's shows. You know, <clears throat> I pretty much met him. And the only reason I ever knew of Joe Rogan, mine was a little the opposite. Um, I first heard Joey Joey Diaz on this show called The Tom Likas Show. Uh-huh. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's uh, yeah, yeah, and so Joey calls in. He's like, uh, he used to call him Uncle Tom. And I... <laughs> And it's it's hilarious. And Tom Likens is one of those guys um, that he's very, like, very... Um, the opposite of women's rights. What would it be, the the, the term? Sure. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, pretty much. Because he's very, like, uh, he... Don't let the woman take half of your money and this and that. Oh, no, yeah. So he lectures not to get married. And I was a young guy. You know, I'm listening to him. and I'm like, I'm already married. And I'm like, fuck, you know, I'm thinking. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, but, you know... He does have some good points. A lot of good shit he talks about, though, about money. He, Tom Likas. Anybody look him up? You, you could f- find some good knowledge in him. But anyway, so Uncle Joey calls in, and I'm hearing of Uncle Joey, and I write down his name. I'm like, I gotta look this guy up, so I Google him, and then I run into uh, his podcast, uh, "Beauty and the Beast." You know, um, the podcast he had with Felicia Michaels.
1: Yeah, I listened to a couple of those episodes. I really didn't dive too deep into that one. Yeah, I mean, it, I
0: think when I started listening to it, he was like halfway through before he was out, and then he started the church. So, because th- then I also, I, I heard him on same thing. Then then I saw a link for Joe Rogan's, so then I started listening to that, and then I get, really got into Joe Rogan's podcast as well. So, uh, eventually we moved to Vegas around 2012, <clears throat> and uh, my wife and I, uh we go see Rogan at the oh out of all places mandalay that's the first time i saw wow. him. rogan yeah so i got to see him there and every time you know they after the shows you know how they are they hang out take pictures and all stuff right right so i i forgot how it happened as well but i think i sent him a message too and i was super surprised when he responded you know cuz i'm like some is is his, uh agent or somebody writing for him is it really him you know <laughs> so
1: i i was I'm totally blown away when i got a message back i mean cuz all his messages are very short but because I, you know I, I asked him you know i asked him about it and he's like he goes you wouldn't believe the amount of stuff that i get oh yeah you know, and how much i don't answer you know what i mean
0: yeah absolutely you man know? i mean yeah so if you
1: get something that means you know you mean something to him you know what i mean
0: yeah man <laughs> you and know
1: what i mean it, even if it's only hey you know much love or you know hope you're doing okay or whatever he's anything. thinking about you, you know yeah
0: mean? anything right so like anything yeah <clears throat> i think that when we actually connected connected though you know cuz i've been a hardcore listener of the church of what's happening now um i was telling my my home club in, in reno you know i was only i think three years into comedy i was telling my home club in reno at the booker i'm like hey you should bring out joey diaz man he has a good turnout a good following and, and he's like yeah but you know somebody of that caliber how do you get a hold of him so i hit him up on twitter and uh i said hey uncle joey i think i have a possible booking for reno um i want to get give you more information so he's um uh, he said, uh, I'm going to follow you, shoot me a message cuz you know how on Twitter you could only shoot a message if you follow each other." Yeah. So, <clears throat> we followed each other, sent him some messages. The Booker had me open for him the first time I opened for him, and it was an amazing show. It was a dream come true, man. Just opening for somebody that became a hero in comedy. It was amazing. But yeah. but that was that was me doing the works with the Booker and everything. So the second time I got to open for him, it, I, I got to give a hundred percent credit to Mr. Token Lair because he, he, Joey needed an opener to open before Esther Koo. So the, you know they come out, so the middle doesn't come out to a cold audience. You know, so yeah. <clears throat> I got to open that time I met you. I got to open for him, and uh, this time Token Lair texts me and he's like, "Hey, Joey wants you to open for him." So this time I was requested. So I'm like, "What an honor that is." I'm not even fucking yeah. worthy. I'm not even ten years into comedy, and here is Joey Diaz, you know, requesting me to open for him. And again, thanks to Token Lair that brought my name up. Um, and then, a couple after the show, out of out of nowhere, Joey Diaz sends me a friend request on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, bro. More than you freaked out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> More more than him asking me to open for him, to me, that was even bigger. I'm like, he asked, I took a screenshot of it. I don't know, I don't know where the screenshot went, but I, I'm like, I need to frame That's this. Funny. This is amazing. And then he, I accepted the frame request and... And then he, puts, he posted on my wall, he put something like, who loves you, cocksucker?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I get that every once in a while, too, yeah. Yeah, so he, he's just yeah, amazing. Really say, yeah.
0: It's family, it's awesome. bro. It's, it's like... Oh, totally, yeah. It really is a family. It's a family. We, we, the internet has uh, a power, even though it's science and everything, but there's a power behind it where we connect with people. Like I'll give you an example, like Miss Cleo up in the Netherlands. That's another person that connected through Uncle Joey, and I got to meet her this this year. She did our podcast. We did a live podcast her uh, I got to meet uh, other ch- fellows uh, fellow members of the church like Jill and Stan you know um it's amazing what the internet does and it connects people oh, and token Lair showed up on that too. I did a live podcast yeah. but yeah that's yeah. i know it's a, it was kind of a long story, but that was pretty no, 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 much no. how I got into joey diaz in the first place and and it became more than just like a listener it became like it really is a church family you know
1: yeah it's weird because when we because like uh when he, when he comes to cap city we always i'm usually in charge of the event when he comes in um well not i mean not booking it or anything but i always set up a facebook invite for everybody <laughs> stuff and um, it was kind of successful the last time because we got people out from like San Antonio and some people from Houston that didn't even know that he was playing here uh, until I put the, uh, until I put the invite out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people were like, you know, just driving, you know, two, three hours to come see him. And I had people at the show thanking me for putting, you know, putting that up. I would have I, I never known that he was coming and, you know, yada, yada, whatever. Um, so like, we always try to make a special like family or church night and we're doing it this I think the Saturday night ten o'clock show is gonna be that show. Yeah. So and I think, you know, Tammy bought her tickets today and I got my tickets and um actually a couple uh couple podcasters from Austin that I'm hanging out with now, they got their tickets and I mean they just went on sale today. Oh wow, so, yeah, well, because I'm on top of that shit, I don't fuck around. You know For sure, absolutely, bro. Well, because I mean, it's like you know, I want to get the best seats. I want to be up front. I'm like, you know, plus I want to, you know, just you know, we call it help promote it. You know what I mean? Absolutely,
0: so- man. And the thing about Joey, you know, a lot of comics sometimes you'll hear, you know, they just want you to see one show because you come again, like myself, you're gonna see the same act. Yeah, Joey you don't see the same act every show is different so if he comes out three nights in a row go see him as many times as you can because you're going
1: to get yeah. a different set man
0: it's amazing
1: yeah I plan on probably being there all three nights this time you yeah, know? yeah 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 uh, well because they always say well just come on in with us and you know I, I, the one thing is I don't like being in the way you know and some of those shows even though they are like small comedy clubs they do get I mean he is so popular and people you know want a piece of him all the time and he's I feel like I'm in the way. So if I buy my tickets, you know, and he always gets mad when I buy tickets. It's like, dude, I'm like, you know, I'm not here to sponge off you. I'm here to support you. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. That's, that's why I always get my tickets. So um, so that way I know I have seats and I'm good to go and I'm not worried about, you know, being in the way of whatever. But he always like, hey, you want to come down? Just come with me and leave. We're good, you know So Yeah. But, like, he's... You know, and I'm hoping it. you know, and, you know, and now I got this podcast going, it's like, hmm, you know, do I ask the big man to come on or what, you know?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you were talking about that. It's like, and I would say the best advice, I would say, fill it out, fill, fill the moment
1: and, and let yeah. it be organic, you know? Yeah. I, uh, well, I mean, it's just, I mean, you know, even just asking him, you know, I know I'm going to ask Lee to do it. Um, just, I mean, he's, he's my little brother, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's, everybody calls Joey, uncle Joey. To me, he's my big brother and Lee's my little brother. You know what I mean? That's why I call him. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Lee's yeah, you know, great, man. All-
0: and I know I know, he'll do your podcast, and you guys will have a blast, man. I don't know. And hey,
1: maybe we'll call you up, and we'll do it together. It'll you know? be kind of fun.
0: Hey, I would love to call in, even if it's just for a minute or two or for a little longer. It don't matter. I would love to be part of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, so
1: how long, how long have you
0: been doing comedy
1: for? I've I just turned... You probably, you probably answered this about a million times, but... Oh,
0: it don't matter, bro. Uh, I've been doing this since 2011, so that's only six years. I just turned six years in August. Wow. I'm I'm not even a baby in comedy, bro. You know There's, what
1: I'm saying? And it's, it's, it's funny because people that come on here, um, this podcast, it's not a normal podcast. It's, you know, I have bands up here, and, you know, I do a lot not I don't drink anymore. I kind of quit drinking like three years ago. I kind of fall away every now and then for occasions here and there, but... Um, so when bands come up, it's like, you know, they have a bottle of Jack Daniels or they have like a case of beer or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it tends to get a little nutty, you know, but I just let them just do their thing. You know what I mean? We have a lot of fun up here. Yeah. Uh, You know what I mean? It's a little different. It's a little different than your normal podcast. And you guys have a
0: nice setup too. I like the setup.
1: Yeah. It's, it's cool, man. You know, I did, um, right off the bat, um, I went and it's a four mic setup, um, and it To me, it works really well. It sounds pretty decent. Um, oh, it sounds and, great. Yeah, thank you so much. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it.
0: sounds great. I listened to the, the most recent episode today um, yeah. at work, and I was like, "This audio is really good." You know, like even my podcast. Uh, it's a little bassy. It's a little echoey because it's a second story house, and um, you know, it's not really. I'm doing. It, I do it on my fucking pool table. First of all. <laughs>
1: I was actually telling Crystal
0: that I said I said uh, bro, I said what a badass idea that is you know what I, mean? <laughs> I it, thought it was cool oh no it, and it's fun I try to do it in in a, in my guest bedroom for a little while and uh-huh. I was kind of padded up but um, it sounds echoey a little bit but it's not too bad and uh, what I tell the guests always I'm like as long as you get really close to the mic it won't pick up too much but man no your audio man it's on point it's it's really it's studio quality man
1: do you um. Not to get too much of the technical stuff, do you have like wind screens on your mic? I do on most of them
0: i i I lost two of them recently, but yeah i i do i am seeing your picture, you do too as well right
1: um I have uh all four mics have windscreens on them. I use them the the fifty eight mm-hmm. i couldn't afford the real nice shirt uh the real nice shirts, so i can
0: <laughs> no no hey bro don't worry <laughs> don't be ashamed of that my I, I'll be honest with you my mics. This is the thing I tell about people that want to start. And we could nerd out on it. It don't matter. But um, um my microphones, I have the Samsung, I think is the Q5 and the Q6. And uh, they're the cheapest of the cheapest. Like, this is the kind of mic that comes with the cord, uh-huh. you know, like the XLR cord for like 30 bucks, 40 bucks. They're, uh-huh. they're Yeah, the most expensive mic is the one I use. And it's because it's a, also a, a XLR slash USB cord, a Samsung. And um, this one here uh, was 50 bucks. Wow. And it came with a cord and, a, and headphones. So how. The Can't qu- beat that. Hey, the yeah. And, and uh, the headphones that I came with are a piece of shit. But the mic itself, you know, what I tell people, don't go too expensive on the mics. And as long as you have your volume really low, the pickup, and you get really close to the mic, you're all good.
1: Yeah, that's one problem I'm having with guests when they come up because some people they they don't want to talk on a mic, so I kind of have to tweak as I'm going. So sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and you know I really need an engineer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah but so, that's
0: cool. You do it all yourself, though, man. You oh, know? Yeah, I do
1: everything myself. Yeah. Eventually, yeah,
0: really myself. that'd be cool when you get an en- engineer, somebody to run it for you. But big props to you for doing that because. You know how many comics I, I know out here in Vegas that try to start their own podcast and and they're not even big like Joey. They're just open micers and yeah. they, you know, no credit, no nothing they they still have a day job like me and they're trying to have an engineer and, and it's like learn the shit. You could watch YouTube videos, you could learn the shit on your own. Look at Miss well, Cleo. That's how I did it. Exactly. That's how like, I did it. Totally. Like look at Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo fucking in the Netherlands, English is like her sixth language. And she fucking learn all this shit on her own. We could all do this shit,
1: man. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, because I mean, um, like I said, I yeah, I remember asking you a bunch of questions. I asked Lee a bunch of questions, um, and the rest of it was YouTube videos and just you know. I kind of knew a little bit about you know from my past in music. Yeah, knew a little bit about music. But if you if you noticed the headphones that I use, they probably look real familiar. So. <laughs>
0: What are the headphones? Let me see.
1: The, uh, the same ones that Joey's got on the, on the church. Oh, are
0: they gray and uh, black? Yeah. yeah. The, the sign house? The, yeah. The side house or yeah. I'm yeah, looking at the, like the picture you sent me a while back of your yeah. studio.
1: And, well, the funny thing about them is, I mean, they only cost like 25 bucks a pair. Yeah, that's not bad. So I, was like, so I went, you know, bought four of them. Boom, right off the bat. So every, you know, every mic, every little mic station is the same exact one, even mine, you know. And the stand. I mean, the stands that I have are just like uh, bass drum mic stands that's what those are down the you know? mic stands
0: that you have there i used to use those they're yeah. the ones that for the listeners they sit on the table uh-huh um and, and then they, they they lean over with the arm over yes. um now the reason i got rid of those and i, I want to ask you do you find tell-
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what am i going to tell you
1: well, if, if you like move it too much to the left or too much to the right, they fall over.
0: They fall over? That's one thing. That oh, that's a good point right there because the all the all the weight is in the front. Yeah. So but what about when you get those people that talk with their hands and they start banging on the fucking table? I, I
1: haven't had any of those yet. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. That's Everybody's good. pretty good with their hands on banging on tables. I mean, you know, cool, they might like that. They might tap a shot on you know on, on the table before they drink it, because
0: <laughs> on, on, on my podcast sometimes we get some into some issues where some people get very excited, especially when yeah. we talk about conspiracies. And there goes the <laughs> there goes a table banging. You know, you start banging. I just had Sam Tripoli on recently. And holy shit! I'm like, I'm so glad I don't have those mics because he was banging on my pool table. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. At one point, he did this really good like rant. It was fucking amazing. And I I didn't have a mic stand for him that day, and uh, he, so he was holding his mic the whole time. And after his rant, he just fucking dropped the mic on the fucking
1: pool table. Oh. <laughs> Boom.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was great, man. But
1: you know, you know what I wish, man? You know, I was about the other day. I wish Joey would do is, you know how he does that, um, is it the, not the Pledge of Allegiance, but what is it? I think he, every once in a while he'll do it. Oh, God.
0: Isn't it the, it, is not not the Pledge of Allegiance, but the one that, that one that used to come up
1: or something where he, he just goes off?
0: Yeah, that, that, it used to come out at midnight on, on broadcasting TV.
1: Remember that? Yeah. So he go, he just goes off on this rant you know yeah uh, i wish you know i really wish he would use that as a bit on the end of his set that'd be awesome you know <laughs> that, that'd be so awesome that would be a, awesome you know so that's killer man so how long so how long have you been doing the, the podcasting bit i mean you've been doing it for a while because you have like how many episodes now
0: oh you're gonna pass me soon bro i'm barely in the no, I'm not even close. i'm barely in the 150s and i've been doing it for four years so, so how many
1: how many are you doing a week
0: well, I do I try to do one a week. But for, there's been times where I've gone off for like a month or two or sometimes I release one or two episodes in a month. So there's been times where I have not been consistent. So yeah. um and, and the issue also has been that uh one of them I was doing it by myself for a long time. But I think when I when when Roberto Orozco, my co-host joined me, it, it really changed the dynamic of the podcast it's like i invited him he's a comic out here in vegas and i invited him to do an episode and i don't know i just i felt like the, the you you could just tell when you could click with somebody when you're talking conversating yeah. and and he just we just clicked you and, and, and i told my wife i'm like you know what i think i might ask him to be my co-host and but i'm gonna fill it out make sure he's not crazy you know <laughs> always good yeah always good and uh, it turns out he is crazy, but um, but he's a great co-host. You know, he, he's fucking awesome. We, we con- he's great at leading conversations. Sometimes I get up to go to the restroom. He takes over, and he leads the conversation with the guests. And then our newest addition was um, a buddy of mine named Ian Burford. Uh, so it's three of us now. And Ian, I met him at a Joe Rogan uh, through Instagram uh, at a Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, uh uh show at the mirage and Joey diaz and ari shafir opened for rogan that day and it was crazy cuz i it's like what i was telling you through the internet you meet these this fucking this network of podcasts you know yeah so that's one of my co-hosts that i met through the internet and uh he's great too he's a, he's he's all into jujitsu into and uh, to you know eating healthy he's into the conspiracies we're into and um It just fucking clicks, you know? So, but, but, yeah. So, I'm pretty much in the 150s now. We've been doing great the last couple months. But, um, here, here come, uh, the holidays. We'll be taking probably another two months off and come back in January.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, the the thing with mine is, um, I, it's, it's kind of weird because it's really kind of blown up in the past, like, maybe month or two, you know? That's awesome. Um, well, we're, uh, well, it's a weird thing because there's a lot of podcasts in Austin, but they're all like, you know, they're like movie reviews and, you know, I guess cooking podcasts and, you know, just this weird stuff. That's weird, but, you know, stuff that's not like mainstream. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so what this thing is. It's it's not like your normal podcast, and everybody that listens to it loves it because it's just so off the wall. It's just so it's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you look to the last one, it's just it's a. I, I kind of base it around like, you know, like say how how many people in the room? Say four people, just four. You know, four buddies just hanging around like you know, a, a, a you know, at a bar having a bunch of beer and just yeah. like just going off. You know, what I mean that's basically what it. And whatever comes up comes up. Some of them are gold and some of them aren't so great, you know? But it's it's a learning thing, man. Because in the beginning, it was a thing where I sounded like Dice and I sounded like Joey, you know what I mean? And I used <laughs> a lot of Joey stuff. And, you know, and it was like, man, So I would go back and listen to him. You know what? I need to find my own voice, you know? Yeah. So now it's a thing where I might say, oh, he's a savage or something like that. But it's, you know, every once in a while. Because it's – even like Joey was saying – you know, about the whole Dice thing, a lot of the comedians at that time, they sounded like Dice because Dice was so big. Everybody wanted to be Dice, you know? Yeah, I still it's find insane. myself saying shit on stage, and I'm like, that sounded like Dice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dice, I mean, Dice was fucking huge. And, I, and, that's, and I'm such a mark for Dice, and the, and the weird thing about it was when Joey was in town last time, uh we kind of hung outside at his own self, like a couple, two, three hours of shooting their shit and just catching up, and and I told him, I said, dude, I said, you know, I'm going to mark out on you just one time, just one time. I said, you got to give me some dice stories, you know? <laughs> Cause he knows him. I mean, he's, he knows him, and, he, and he's open for him. And he, you know, and he was just telling me stuff that was like, Oh, fucking happy crying. You know what I mean? Cause that's, I mean, that's Joey at his best. It's like, you know, I like I like just hanging out with Joey. Not like so much. I love seeing him live. Don't get me wrong. He's at his best when you're just hanging with him. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. You know, so it's that kind of a thing. But yeah, but getting back to the podcast, it's like a thing where I I didn't have, a, like for the first 10 episodes, I didn't, It was, the first 10 episodes were like, I must say they were junk. It was just like, you're kind of like learning how to walk. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I really didn't, I didn't have any kind of plans of what I was going to do. I just had some friends come up for the first i don't know 10 or whatever and we just hit record and went now you know, that's,
0: do you have a co-host or you do it all on your own or always with friends I do it all by myself that's awesome
1: well and the reason why is because i'm like one of these kind of guys um you know i know what i want to do i have a schedule i know i'm gonna if i say i'm gonna do two episodes a week i'm gonna do two episodes a week and i'm not gonna call in sick and i'm not gonna show up late and yeah. you know what i mean so that, that's the thing and i'm not gonna say Everybody in this town is like that, but there's a lot of people, you know, in this area. It's it's pretty flaky, you know what I mean? So, if, if I'm in charge of it, I know it's going to get done. I know I can book the people, you know. Um, I've had, I, out of like almost, I mean, we're over 90 episodes already. I've only had one time where someone said they couldn't make it, you know. Yeah. And so it's been it's been good, man. You know, yeah. it's been awesome. Man. I'm having a great
0: time doing it. And if it's okay we could backtrack like what made you want to
1: start the podcast? Man, to be honest with you, um I, you know, I kind of missed playing in a band. That was my thing. I, you know, I, I and I had a ton of I have I still have a ton of friends that play in bands, playing you know, live music in Austin all the time. And it's like always like, you know, when are you gonna get out and start playing it, you're so good at you know, you're a great drummer. When are you gonna get out and play again? You know, and I do go out and, you know, I'll fill, not fill in, but I'll go play a couple songs with with bands every now and then, and I'm doing it actually tomorrow night. Um, But I wanted something for myself, you know what I mean? And I didn't want to play in a band. I didn't want to, you know, be that old guy up there playing drums, you know what I mean? (laughs) So, and then it was a thing where, you know, I talked to Joe and I talked to Lee and I I listened to the podcast. I'm like, you know what, man, I can do that. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. And you know, even Joey was telling me, he "Goes, man, he goes, you got the gift of gab, and you know a ton about music. Fucking just do it, you know, yeah. go for it.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean?"
1: And here I am, you know, a year later. And the weird thing about it is, I mean, you know, not not to pat myself on the back, and I hope this happens. Is you know, we're we're up for the best podcast in Austin this year. Wow, already after not even a you know just about a year. They have this thing. It's it's this thing called the Austin Chronicle. And it's like the big, like, you know, um, it's the, one of the big newspapers in Austin. It, it, it goes through, like, you know, all the arts, you know, like the music, the film, the the tech stuff. It's just a big magazine that they put out, like, you know, I think once every couple of weeks or whatever. And they have these things uh, right by, it's, they're a big part of South by Southwest. And um, they have this thing called The Best of Austin. And it's just like, you know, the best restaurants, you know the best local TV shows, the best whatever. You know, what I mean, there is like about a hundred different categories, and one of them is the best podcast. And we, you know, by by votes, we got nominated for the best podcast of 2017. That's amazing,
0: you know? man! Congratulations.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we're gonna find out November second if no. I got it.
0: Hey, man, just to be nominated, <laughs> just to be. Oh, uh, I know.
1: That's amazing. You know? So it's it's. I mean, it, it just in a year, you know. What I mean, it's kind of crazy to say that a year. But um, we're just having a lot of fun with it, man. And the cool thing about it is, you know, bands that come up or musicians that come up don't have that outlet to go on a a, a mainstream radio station or on a TV station or, you know what I mean? And this gets, you know, this is more of a behind the scenes kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: They can come on. We don't don't play any music or anything because, I mean, I've had some acoustic guitar players come up and play tunes and stuff, but full bands are not doing right now um we can't play music over on the podcast because of you know the what do you call it the uh, copyright issues and all that kind of stuff so we kind of leave that alone for now
0: oh really so if oh yeah totally they can't
1: oh okay yeah it's nuts so i I had had one of my buddies
0: uh my, my roommate i've had him on the podcast before and we plugged in his guitar and he started playing some jams but uh like what is that? Stop it! Stops it! iTunes or no, no, no. What I
1: mean is, um, say like you plug in like, um, like YouTube is big on this. Oh, you yeah. Play like a, say like you play a Rolling Stones song on your podcast. Yeah, you're right. And I'll tell you exactly how this how I figured this out was. One of the only remote things I did was I. There's a friend of mine. He has his band. It's a cover band, and it's it was. Out on this really nice restaurant in Austin, but it's overlooking the lake. It's just a gorgeous place, and his band played there. So what we did is he, they would play like a forty-five minute set. We would turn the cameras around, and then it would be a podcast for like another half hour. And then when the, you know the band was ready to go back on, they would flip. I would flip the camera back on, and then you know the band would come back on. So it was it was kind of going back and forth so the next day I look at the YouTube feed and I get an email from YouTube saying you have like you know 45 copyright infringements holy shit well because they're a cover band they're playing Bon Jovi they're playing Rick Springfield they're a good
0: cover band too though they gotta be playing it good for in order to for the robot of YouTube to recognize it
1: yeah so it was the robot YouTube was telling me that you know <laughs> <laughs> pretty much you need to fucking cut it out or yeah. we're going to you know, we're going to revoke your YouTube privileges. So what I think what they do with that is from what I understand is they put in they take your podcast. Either they could take your podcast off or they could put a bunch of ads in it. Mm. So all the so all the ads, all the all the money, you know, that was uh taken from the ads to give to either like to pay the band, I don't know what they do with it. You know, all the revenue they get, yeah, they take the I don't know, <laughs> whatever they want to do with it. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, so I found it the hard way.
0: Yeah. So did you did, know, you, did you did you have to take down the video then?
1: I left it up. It's oh, okay. still there. It's still there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's I, still I just there. looked
0: at um I just went to your page on YouTube. You have 121. You, you just got 122 subscribers, bro. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I really like how you're doing the, the video too. Um, my wife keeps telling me I should do video. Um, h- how do you do your video? Do you sync your audio to the video later? No, it's all done live. It's all done live. That's well, I, need yeah, to pick, yeah. I need to pick your brain on that now, bro.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely will. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. I'm gonna hit you up because it's not that hard, actually. I like your setting because you have it set up where you can see everybody in the table.
1: I stole it from Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: <laughs> totally stole from Joe Rogan. Do you have a special lens like a zipline or a fisheye?
1: No, that's that's only it's a Logitech camera.
0: That's all it is. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. so you're pretty much streaming. Uh, are you streaming into your laptop or a separate laptop into YouTube?
1: I stream from my main lap laptop, and I go through a. Um, it's an. Was it a? Man, what's the name of that program? It is OBS Studio. OBS Studio is like a. It's it's like a codec for um you know just for video that shoots it out to YouTube. And you, uh, s- you just set up a YouTube, you set up a YouTube channel. I can walk you through it later. I mean, it's, it's it's real easy to do.
0: I got the YouTube channel. I've done I've done some live podcasts. I even did one with Miss Cleo, but with using my my camera on my laptop. You know?
1: Oh no! Don't even use that. That's not even. That's that's no good. Yeah. Yeah. You got to get like an external. You yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, the one that I have. I mean, you could buy probably. I mean, because they have the four K ones right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, this one I think is going for maybe like I don't know. Seventy bucks, if not even might even be sixty bucks now,
0: yeah, because if I could put one at the end of my pool table, maybe even get a fish a fish eye kind of to grab everybody in the table, I think mm-hmm. that would be good because I was looking at some the, the way Uncle Joey does it with uh uh what do you call it where it switches angles, you
1: have different well, cameras all that yeah well, yeah, well Lee, Lee handles all that yeah I think they have like I think uh, it's tricaster. Career- I think it's like three three cameras they have. Yeah,
0: and I was looking at some prices for the Tricaster and the, holy shit, that's that's expensive, man.
1: Some of it's yeah, real wicked expensive. I know I was looking into it myself, but I mean I like my thing is I just wanna have it have I mean that, that YouTube feed I love it, but the only thing about it is it's hard getting people there. Mm-hmm. Because everybody is about Facebook Live. I also do a Facebook live thing, I dropped my iPhone and it's I mean it's okay. Yeah. But I would rather have everybody go to YouTube. because you I, I think
0: I'm with you. 100. You know I mean? I'm with you 100%. Yeah. because I, I have this theory that see YouTube blew up and they were the keen of videos and they, I think they still are to a point. Oh yeah, totally. But I, Facebook, when you scroll through Facebook, if you post your link, your video on YouTube, you'll get one or two likes. If you post your, your, your podcast link, right on Facebook, because Facebook prevents it from going on people's timeline because you're promoting YouTube. Now, if you upload the same video to Facebook, let's just say it's not live, you just upload it and post, it's going to go through people's timeline and it plays automatically while they're, you know, depending on their settings. I have mine shut yeah. off so it doesn't play automatically, but in it, accounts, it, it generates a view. So I have this theory that Facebook is really trying to go against youtube and kill youtube
1: i don't know man because i've been hearing some some crazy stuff about facebook the past couple days where i got to read up on I i don't know if i can explain this right but i guess the reach of facebook is kind of it's kind of going to go down it's going Um, down you think yeah there's there's some kind of program because i got hit up like three times by different people about talking about saying you know this is really going to kill people on facebook and everything else and and everybody's talking about well, I'm going to start building my YouTube channel up a lot, lot better than what it is. And um, but I'll tell you, I, my my personal thing is I love the feed that I have on YouTube. I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it sounds great. It looks. I mean, it's only 720p. You know, I mean, it's not. Yeah, but you know, what I mean, but it looks it looks really good. Um, but the Facebook Live thing, it's just coming off my iPhone, and it's you know it's hit or miss because Facebook Live is a. It's a fidgety bitch, man. I'll tell you because it is. It's it works and sometimes it doesn't, and it cuts in and cuts out, and you just don't know what's going to happen with it. So it's like, but you but
0: know, I I don't know. Like, does Facebook? Can you do Facebook Live from your laptop now? Like, let's just say I plug you in a uh, uh, an no. external computer. You can't do yeah, that you, yet.
1: You can't. You can do Facebook Live. Like, I, I've been trying to, you know, beef up my Facebook Live, you know, feed, but you need like some serious you know, super expensive uh, software to do it, you know, oh. um, but what would you call it? Uh, so you can, the way that they have it set up now, from what I understand is you can only use the camera on your laptop to do it. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't use it external. <laughs> Excuse you me. You know, mm-hmm. good. So that's why I'm kind of just sticking to the, you know, to the YouTube thing. Yeah. So it's, you know, man, it's, it, it is what it is and you know i'm really i'm really gonna you know push the youtube thing i mean because the audio part the audio part is everywhere now are mm-hmm. uh, you name you name the site covercast podcast is on it. i'm not even kidding you. it's everywhere yeah because I, mean, I add it constantly um to every podcast you know app you know that i yeah. can find yeah, yeah. Get out
0: well I, so, I i i downloaded it on my um my favorite app on Android is called Pocket Cast. And already, I think it's it, on Pocket Cast. It, it's already on there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, for a it, long it's time, Android suck for podcasts. Yeah. Because I'm using, I mean, Stitcher Radio's big too, right? Yeah. It's been on Stitcher Radio, but you know, it's even weird with with um, Reverb. I'm on Reverb Nation, but the only thing with reverb, reverb Nation, you can't listen to the audio podcast because they're too long. So yeah. what I did is I took all my YouTube videos and put them on Reverb Nation. Yeah. So when you go to Reverb Nation and you look up CobraCast with Bobby Sharon, it comes up and it's all the YouTube videos. So I got to hit the video, and boom, it goes right to YouTube.
0: Yeah. See, Stitcher. I've I've gotten complaints from friends from Stitcher because my podcasts are long, long, like over two hours, like yours. And
1: yeah, it's on my yeah.
0: You know they say if they pause it. For a long period of time, and when it come back to it, sometimes it starts them from the beginning. Really, because, because it, Stitcher is kind of like streaming, and and I guess if you want to download it from Stitcher, kind of like the iPhone style where you download it into your memory, um, you have to pay an extra service. So for oh, a long man. time, yeah. So for a long time, I was like, iPhone is the way to go for podcasts. I got an iPhone, and, and uh, you know, for work, so I love my iPhone for 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 that. But then I have my Android as my personal phone. So until I found Pocket Cast, and I told Miss Cleo about it too, Pocket Cast is fucking amazing. It's a great app.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I, you know I, I do my uh, I just you know I I download all my podcasts on of iTunes. That's my thing, you know, because everybody's on iTunes and everything. But I know there's a lot of people that don't have iPhones and you know use other stuff to get. You know the podcast, and I have people all tell me all the time. They're like, "Oh yeah, well I go to this site or I go to that site, and I find your podcast on it." I've never even heard of these sites. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I, so because I run my stuff through Lipson, and Lipson does an amazing job of getting that get my podcast out there.
0: Yeah, oh, you know? they're great. Yeah,
1: Oh, awesome. So I can't, you know, and all the ones that I that that Lipson doesn't go to, I I kind of seek all those out and I added the podcast myself to them.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's so, it, that's a, it. all you have to do is add the URL. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, the a, RSS feed.
1: Well, that's the thing, man. You know, it's if you want to get it out there, there's ways to get it out there. You just got to put in the time. You got to put in the effort. Put in the work, man. That's what it's all about, you know?
0: And Libsyn lip, is cool, isn't it? Like, it, it breaks it down to you geographically.
1: Oh, totally. It's like, oh, my
0: God. You're getting downloads from China, Quebec. Where the fuck? Where are these people? Yeah, it tells, you,
1: it tells you how many downloads. They tell you, okay, say, like, okay, I got to About uh, when I first got the podcast going, one of the the first crazy ones I got was from Egypt. Oh shit! And it tells you where in Egypt. I mean, down to like, I mean, you could down to the guy's back pocket. That's where how how good this was, you know. And it tells you what kind of device he loaded it on. Yeah. What you know? I mean, if it was on, you know, uh, Firefox, if it was on, you know, Internet Explorer. I mean, it was like down to the yeah. Out to the nooks and cranny of I mean, it
0: was crazy. I'm, su- I'm surprised they don't give you their IP address. I know
1: it's thing to leave it out is the IP address because everything else is like God dang! Yeah. You, it's crazy and, and for
0: the listeners that don't know what Libsyn is because we're nerding podcast nerding out over here. Yeah, right. Libsyn.com, dot com. Anybody that wants to start a podcast, it's pretty much a web host or kind of like a web host, but it's a podcast host. So you up you don't upload your podcast to iTunes. You upload it to your web host, which could be Podbean or or like Libsyn, and then from Libsyn, it feeds it automatically to let's say iTunes, Stitcher, Radio. After you share your RSS feed, so this is all stuff that you gotta go to YouTube school for it. <laughs> yeah. After five videos, six videos, you're solid. You know, you're good to go. But Libsyn is a cool program that you pay a membership fee, and uh, you know yeah. Mark Marin, Joe Rogan, a lot of the big ones use it, and it's amazing because it breaks it down for you.
1: Yeah, it does, man. I'll tell you, I call it, I call it the record companies, the record company of podcasts because that's what they do. They distribute it everywhere. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? That's what, that's what it does. because like, people ask me, "What is that?" I just, it's a record company of podcasting. That's pretty, what I call pretty it. Pretty much,
0: pretty much. Yeah. It's you know, it's like, awesome. Though. Check it out, bro. I got. I'm looking at it right now. I got, and I'm sound like a stupid, like a the, a stereotyped stupid American, but I got downloads from <laughs> Burkina Faso. What the fuck is Burkina Faso? Where's that? Where's that? I have no fucking is idea. That a map somewhere? It, it, I don't. It says Burkina Faso. It's got to be a country because I'm I'm There's looking at it. Co- I've never
1: heard that country.
0: Okay, look. <laughs> oh, check this out. It's a fucking country. I just went to Wikipedia. is it really? Yeah, bro. So it says it's a landlocked country in West Africa. It covers the area of 274,000 kilometers. So it's in in West Africa, dude wow and i I got 33 downloads from that
1: (laughs) jesus man it's great so
0: somebody over there and and the thing is that there's also we got to take into account that there's also military all around the world oh
1: that's true too yeah i didn't think about that
0: yeah so there's military all over the place you know so you know like it's
1: really weird i i get a lot of downloads from uh from ireland Mm -hmm. and from the uk um I I get a, some from Canada. I think it's Cash and some in Canada. Listening to me,
0: <laughs> Cash is Cash is more than his friends.
1: That's right. Another, yeah,
0: another strong member of the. Yeah, another strong member of the church. Yeah, he's great,
1: man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna actually. I'm uh, I'm gonna talk to him about having him, him on mine one of these days. So, because I'm a big nerd, too. So yeah, man. You know <laughs> your
0: music, bro. Like. That'd be awesome if you. You should uh, talk talk to him. See if he's interested in doing a swapcast. That's what I was telling you today. I was, I regret not asking him to do a swapcast because when you do a swapcast, what's cool about it? This is your first one, but man, you get this crossover from both sides. Whoever wants to listen from your podcast will in will start listening to mine, and mine will start listening to yours. Whether it's, yeah, it's a cool. little bit or if even if it's just one, and it's amazing because that's pretty much how it got into the whole death squad and joe rogan and you know duncan trussell it was you listen to somebody's podcast, then you cross over and listen to theirs and oh now they they have pete holmes now i'm gonna listen to pete holmes you know and it's this if you look at my fucking library on my phone oh my god i don't even have time to listen to all of them i just have my you know i have my solid joey diaz joe rogan's uh kill tony the ones that i listen to every episode you know, and let me ask you that. Let me let me ask you uh, a little bit more as a listener. Like, what are like your top five that you never miss an episode?
1: Man, it's tough. You know why? Because um, I've been, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm really trying to not steal anything. You know what I mean? So I want to make my show as original as I can. And I mean, I was listening to, to you know the church like just religiously. And I was, like, taking stuff from that show in the first, like, 10 or 15 episodes. You know what I mean? Tremendous. Uh, and, you know, and that's what I'm trying to do is find my own way. <laughs> um, of course, the church, you know, it's it's fun to listen to those guys because it's like, you know, I, I miss hanging with them. I miss seeing them. So it's like, you know, I could kind of connect with them that way, you know. Um, of course, Rogan. Rogan's is a little rough because he's got so many podcasts that he does it's like, I mean, three, four, five a week sometimes, you know what I mean? He's just knocking them out. I mean, there's, I remember one day, he did like three in one day. <laughs> yeah. just, you know what I mean? It was like, God, dude, I can't, and his podcasts are long. They're like, you know, at least three hours. Yeah. Some of them, you know what I mean? So, if if it's a, with Rogan, if it's a thing where I'm not like super into the guest, I might pass it, you know? Yeah, it's like the category,
0: if it's a bow hunting. Yeah, I might some of them are just yeah, because yeah. if his bow hunting, I, I'm not gonna listen to three hours of bow hunting. It's just not my thing. Yeah, finger. I know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I appreciate that he has such a wide variety. Right? That's oh, yeah. He,
1: I mean, he's a. I mean, he's a very knowledgeable guy in a lot of areas. You know, he's a very smart dude. You know. Yeah. And I mean, of course, you know, the Onnit Academy is in Austin. You oh, know. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah, it's totally yeah. Uh, his whole thing's down here. Um, I trying to think. Of course, Joey the Rogan and um, yeah. Let me see. Um, Eddie Trunk is another one. It's like a music kind of a thing. He does a music show. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, he's like one of these guys. He interviews all the big bands and everything. He's been a part of the scene for, you know, like 30, 35 years. Um, uh, Dean Delray is another one I listen to. Oh, I love Dean. Yeah. Uh, he was actually just in Austin. I didn't even know he was here uh yeah because they have a big they have a big f1 racetrack here in austin now and he was i guess at the uh, some of the events down there i wish i would have known i mean because he was just on joey's podcast a couple weeks ago
0: yeah and he is hilarious you get a chance to see dean del rey he will fucking crack you up man he's really he's really good and he's one of those weird ones where he's only been doing it maybe less than 10 years i think i heard on on rogan's today with red band he, they mentioned i think he's only been in it seven years and he's headlining already wow like, well he was the, a, i mean he was, a, he was
1: a musician for a lot of years too yeah you know? yeah he was yeah but he yeah he um he interviews a lot of a lot of like pretty famous you know musicians and you know bands and stuff which is really cool i mean he just had mickey six for motley Crue on a little bit ago and um and I mean, yeah, his stuff is. It's it's so so funny to listen to him because he's such a fan, you know. And he kind of he kind of geeks out on his guests. kind of hilarious. Yeah. You know what I mean? So
0: that's a good um, one. That's a good one right
1: there, though. Yeah, that's a that's a real good podcast. Um, I'm trying to think, what else that I, that I religiously listen to? You know, oh, yeah. man, probably those four. I mean, I don't, You know, I need to kind of spread my wings a little bit. But there's, there's episodes here and there I'll pick up, you know, uh, stuff that people will, um, what do you call it, will recommend, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There, there's
0: so many podcasts that I have on my phone that I subscribe to them. But, I mean, I, I don't listen to every single episode, but I have such a range, man. Like, I I I listen also to a lot of, like, true crime that I got into recently. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this podcast called Sword, Sword and Scale and they pretty okay. much have like the live 911 calls and it's all about like true yeah it's it's kind of <laughs> like uh kind of like a first 48 almost but they they get into different categories of like crime and and murder and, and situations that have happened you know yeah. like even even there's an episode that they dedicate on on uh the cult of uh what was his name John Jones or
1: yeah John Jones yeah
0: John Jones so oh, Jim the, Jones. Jim Jones. Jim Jones, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jim Jones. So uh I, th- I think I was thinking of the rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drink the <laughs> <Yeah>. kool <laughs> But yeah, man, uh yeah, so that that there's just such a variety, and that's what's awesome about podcasting. Like you have your your uh podcast about music and 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 rock and all that. You know, look at Cassius Morris. You oh, know, I know he interviews a variety of comedians and and that's that's one that inspires me, man, because being in the in the comedy world over here, I'm thinking I want to start having more people with different varieties, you know, th- different that's kind That's my of,
1: thing, too, yeah.
0: Different categories, right? Like,
1: Yeah, I mean, because, you know, the weird thing about it is it's like I know so many people in the music industry in town that it, it, it just kind of ended up that way. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, And you play professionally for a while?
1: No, no, no. I used to. I used to, well, I would say semi-professionally. It wasn't like, you know, professionally to me, it's like you pay your bills with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was, I was definitely not paying my bill. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, are you a professional podcaster? Uh, No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel the same way when it comes
0: to comedy, my man. When it comes to comedy, it's the same thing. Like, you know, doesn't matter how good or how funny you are. Like, I mean, even Bill Burr said, it. you know, he worked the first 10 years of his comedy career. He had a full-time job yeah of course so it's not until you really go full-time and you're living off of it that i feel like even that i know some guys that think they're ready to go full-time and 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 they're they're poor as fuck
1: (laughs) yeah it's a tough it's a tough business people think it's like so easy just to get up there and sling jokes i mean dude it's not like that yeah you know because you know i'm the kind of the kind of guy you know i love making people laugh but i'm not a comedian you know what i mean i'm not what you guys are you you guys are a whole different you know it's a different animal because i tell people i said you want know to become a great comedian first of all you have to have that you have to have that thing number one you know what i mean you have to have that in your blood but you have to work at it you have to go out and do you know every let's say every night but Go out and do sets over and over and over again mm-hmm. to, to hone your stuff in. You know what I mean? Yeah. To you know to find what works and what doesn't work. You can't just go up there and start slinging jokes like you know, like your Don Rickles or something. You know what I mean? It's just not. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. But people, but people think it's that way. You know.
0: Yeah, man. It's like any passion. It, it's yeah. a, it's a love affair where. Like music, you know, music is a passion. It's like I, yeah. if anything, before before comedy, and you probably don't know this about me, but I, I'm a musician too. I'm I'm not even close to probably in the pro level, not even scratching the surface. But I used to, when I grew up in church, I I, I was the band leader for a long time, and you know, my my main instrument is the keys. Uh-huh. So I'm jealous of you because I love the drums. Drums is my favorite instrument, but you know, for some reason, uh, maybe because I sucked. <laughs> uh I, they wouldn't let me get on the drums i they would get mad at me because I, I i would play too loud yeah. you know but i if you if you ride with me in the car i'm tapping my fucking hands on the steering wheel i'm always playing along on the music
1: <laughs> yeah because you know um i had the, the last podcast you saw um these guys are all in original bands in town but they have this one little cover band they put together it's called Metal Crew, mm-hmm. and they play all like old eighties hair metal stuff, you know. And it's actually their, their it's their first gig for being on hiatus for a long time, you know. Um, and I, I've known these guys off and on for like twenty years, and so they're like, "Hey man, you want to you want to come up and play Friday night?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" So it's like, "Give me your, what do you got for you know your set list?" And I saw the songs they're playing. I'm like, "Okay, well, how about that song? That's a good song. Let's do that." You know what I mean? So it's for me, it's like a thing where. You know, I, I I can, you know, kind of figure out a cover tune pretty quick, you know what I mean? Sure, yeah. if it's If it's easy. <laughs> yeah. You know, I told my girlfriend, because they want me to do like just that, what is it, fight for your right to party or whatever. With the PC oh, yeah. to him. Yeah, and it's like, I, you can teach a monkey how to play that song. I mean, yeah. honestly, it's a real easy drum part. That's why I said, you know what? If I'm going to go and play, first of all, I'm going to play a song that's not going to make you guys look bad and make me look bad. So I'm going to to something simple I can so, get for yeah, you. Yeah. So that's yeah. what I'm talking about. You, you know, like everybody is staring at
0: the drummer. What the fuck's
1: going that's on? That's right. <laughs> even, though, even though the drummer's handsome and all, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, man, That that's very true. You know, I learned how to play the drums with a shoebox.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, man, my first drum kit. Uh-huh. My first, well, I wouldn't call it a drum kit, but I was like five years old. And my, my sister used to work at Burger King. Isn't it talking like, you know, like in the middle 70s? Uh-huh. Um, I was born in '68, so it was probably '73, like '74. Um, and she would bring home these pickle barrels, like the big five gallon pickle barrels. Yeah. You don't see them at Home Depot now. They put like paint in them and stuff like that. They're real big ones. Yeah. And I, a, I built a drum set out of those. And that was my first thing that I, I actually jammed on. Wow. The, you know, yeah. And I just, you know, and I still play, but it's, it's a thing where, you know what? I don't I don't want to you know my thing was I didn't want to be you know 40 years old playing in a band and like living with my mom you know what I mean <laughs> Yeah You know what I mean it's like that kind of thing. you got it's like okay if you're playing if you're like in Bon Jovi or something and you're playing professional and you can pay the bills on it you know Yeah That's cool but you know but you got to really 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 love it it got to the point where I mean playing in a band and there, a lot of musicians will tell you this Playing in a band is like being in a in a marriage with four or five other guys. Yeah, you know, and it's like, you know, bands these days don't last that long. So it's like, you know, you you know, just go from band to band to band, and all the bands I know, you know, now we're playing in cover bands just to make ends meet. And it's like, why am I going to spend? You Know 20 or 30 years, uh, learning how to play an instrument to play other people's songs it doesn't make any sense to me.
0: It's a weird thing, man. It's it's it, it that's why I say it's kind of like a love affair and it's kind of like comedy, yeah, it too. Is. But it, it's it's the, the funny part is it's kind of weird because the wife or, or the husband, depending on it, has to be okay with it, it has to support oh, yeah, totally. your dream. Because, like, me, my, my wife, she is the best, man. Like, I her to support me. We we were married way before I started doing comedy. We're going on 12 years barely, but, um, but you know, she's been supporting me ever since. And, and I have a bunch of buddies out here that are killing it in comedy. And as soon as they get a girlfriend or get married, Or, or, you know, throw it away. They throw it away. They, they, and it's like the dream. That's, that's one of the things I go back to Tom Likas. Tom, (laughs) Tom Likas, the radio guy was telling me that he's like the opposite of a a woman's rights. He talks about the dream killer, how a lot of, (laughs) a lot of guys, they stop following their dreams because they get married to a nagging wife or something, you know? But, but, but at the same time, you gotta know, like, like, Hey you know, it's it's either a hobby or is it is it going to be a career? Or what, it, what is it that you really want to do? What is it that you really want to do with it? Because I have, I'll i give you an example. I got this buddy, one of my coworkers. He never had a technical job his first uh, half of his life. He was a professional band player. Like, he played the bass professionally. Filipino guy. Uh-huh. He's fucking badass. I'll send you a clip of him. He plays, he played for about... 25 years from the 80s all the way up to the 2000s and then he goes to work for the phone company and then becomes a a network wizard you know but he decided to leave his band from playing pro he was making money off of it he was making a living but hey man he had he got married and i wouldn't say so much a dream killer he decided to leave it because he wanted to have start a family yeah, there's a lot of guys that do that. So it's like it's a beautiful thing at the same time because you had this thing that you love for, but now you know he built his studio. He has his friends come over and they play, they jam out, and they're still putting out videos. But it's a different thing now, and he still loves it.
1: Yeah, it's. A, I mean, the music industry now is different from what it was 20 years ago. You know, what I mean, it's a whole different. It's a whole different animal now because yeah, nobody's nobody's selling records anymore. Exactly, and it's everybody's making money from touring. So basically you look at all the, the, the big rock stars of the past, the ones like the you know, ones in the eighties, you know, that were doing pretty well. They're all torn, you know, 10, 11 and a half months out of the year, just to make it, you know, just to, just to pay bills. Yeah. You know, and it's just, they're constantly on the road all the damn time. And, and a lot of them aren't putting their music out. Like, what's the point? No one's buying it. Or they just steal it too. There's just stealing it, you know. How do you think? Like, how yeah. do you
0: think a band can make it nowadays?
1: How? how? Yeah, you know, we talk about that all the time up here. It's a tough. It's a tough gig, you know. It's just basically what 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 younger bands are doing. This is what I think. Younger bands are putting out music just so they can play, mm-hmm. go out and play, and, and sell and sell their merch, and you know, and get paid for shows. So it's, I don't know, I, I don't, it's it's totally different from what it used to be, because it, before, you know, 20 years ago, you put out an album, and you go on tour to promote the album. Yeah. You know, and now it's a thing where you're putting out music to promote your show. <laughs> you know what I mean? it's yeah. Is that kind of weird? It's sort of like, it's sort of like you going on, you say you know what, I'm going to record it, I'm going to go out and record a comedy album, so, yeah so people, it, so it'll be, it'll promote my live shows.
0: Yeah, man, and I feel you yeah, you're, you're absolutely says. right. It's like it's like they they put it on YouTube, see if they blow up and then that's going to promote Yeah, that's so true. Yeah.
1: Wow. And you know, that's the thing that's the thing with the podcasting too. It's like, man, okay, how do you get more viewers? How do you get uh more people to watch your YouTube videos? How do you do all this stuff?" Cuz I see like you know, I see the views that what Joey's getting, I see the views that Rogan's getting. I'm like, "How the hell is I mean, of course, you know, Rogan's uber-famous and Joey's getting to be uber-famous. So it's like, you know, okay, I mm-hmm. get all that. You know, but how does a guy like me, even with Twitter, how do I get, you know, 15 or 20,000 followers? How does that happen? I mean, you know what I mean? I, I know normal people have that. How what? do I... Right? Oh. I just recently got on Twitter, you know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> I'm like I got like 200 followers or something, you know, nothing major.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I see some some big comics that that I... I'm like, how do they have only 10 or 14,000? And, and I hear him on Rogan. I'm like, this guy only has that many followers? It's like, holy yeah. shit. So a lot of it has to do with, I think, part of it. First of all, let's be honest. A lot of people buy followers. Okay, That's lot, true too. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of people who buy followers. And then there's a lot of people that... Uh, like me that become a a social media whore. I haven't done in a while, but I used to follow tons of people. Like if you look at my Twitter, the followers I have, it ain't shit. It's because I follow them. They follow back. It's like this little teenager thing, you know, (laughs) follow for (laughs) follower. Oh, for sure, bro. It's, it's follow for follow. It's like, who am I? I ain't shit, man. And it's like, and, and it's like, and a lot of it, if you look at my Facebook I have this Facebook uh, fan page that I don't even use it every week. I'm getting 10, 15 followers. My reason of getting followers is now that I don't do the stupid follow for follow. I, my name is Freddie Korea, which also happens to be the backup singer for Selena's band. Uh, (laughs) uh, His name is Freddie Korea. So if you Google Freddie Korea, He's pretty famous. Awesome. <laughs> so I'm getting... I'm like a fucking uh, spider web, and I'm catching the wrong people. So the, so then I'm getting inboxes from people, and these people are saying, hey, uh, we, we're we big fans of Selena, and I hope you're doing good. And sometimes I troll them, and I go back and I say...
1: It's funny you mention Selena because you know, <laughs> she's, she's from Corpus. Yeah. And my uh, my girlfriend, she's from Corpus too, and she went down with her son and the son's uh, girlfriend that actually went to her grave and visited her grave a couple weeks ago. Really? Yeah. Well, look at so. Freddie
0: Korea, bro. He's this gay backup singer, <laughs> backup dancer slash singer, uh, from Selena. And, uh, he's the reason I have a lot of followers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I guarantee more than half of the followers that I have <clears throat> come from Freddie Korea, the back gay That's backup hilarious. singer. And, um, but, yeah, sometimes I respond to the inboxes and I say, uh, uh, yeah, I am Freddie Correa. They'll ask me, are you Freddie Korea, the backup singer? And then uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm another backup singer. And uh, I don't do I don't sing no more. I do comedy now. And they're like, oh, <laughs> it's so cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Mo- most of the time the messages are in Spanish, but I got screenshots, man. Like, I got to make a bit about it. Oh, my it God. It's awesome. Definitely got to talk about it on stage one of these days because it's its, it's hilarious. <laughs> Maybe maybe we'll come to one of your shows. Yeah, and then they get disappointed that uh, one I'm not gay and two uh, I can't <laughs> sing
1: or dance. Oh man, that's but, tough. Uh, isn't it?
0: Yeah, man. But uh, but that's yeah, one that, th-
1: that's uh, one thing with me. It's like you know because I'm, I'm my girlfriend. I'll tell you, she is, and I'm not saying she's my girlfriend, but she's like one of the only women I've ever met. When she dances, she doesn't look like a fool. You know what I mean? She knows how to dance. And I'm like, I'm a drummer, and I have like zero rhythm, and I just feel like an idiot when I go out and dance. You know what I mean? So I'm, she's always trying to get me out there to dance, and I'm like, man, I like, no, 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 you know? By the hey, way. So, wait, but the, so the Freddie career. I mean, so what is he doing now? I mean, you know, Selena's been... You well, know, five well, years has been gone, right? Well, I don't know.
0: I've been trying to find out and reach out because I want to get him on my fucking podcast, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I there really do. If you it's type in if you if you type in Freddie Korea on uh on YouTube, there's a few <laughs> interviews and there's a lot of videos of him doing uh his thing with uh Selena on stage. And then you'll get like every other video you'll have one of my videos. Like where the heck oh, wow. the heckler gets kicked by the comedian, or <laughs> or Miss Cleo. Here's a Miss. I just googled it right now, but here's Miss Cleo right here. But most of it is pretty crazy. I don't have none of my comedy on on uh, YouTube because I've been. You know, there's been comedy thie- thievery uh, in the past with with me. There's been people that have stolen a bit or two. Really? Yeah. Is, it,
1: is that a big thing? Yeah. Is it is still a big thing, really? Wow. Yeah,
0: especially with the internet, man. Um, I have this joke that I posted. I posted it because I thought I was, it was going to expire really fast. Uh, and I'll just say the joke um, because, uh, you know, it's, it's already, you know. I posted it in 2015, and I thought, this is going to go away soon. I said it was about Trump. And pretty much the, the joke is simple. I say, I, I, I think I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. And then usually I would get a boo or if there's Trump supporters, they would, you know, be like, yay or whatever, clap. So after that, I'll say, I think I'm going to vote for Trump and I'll tell you why. And then I pause and I say, I'm getting tired of some of my family members. (laughs) And that was a joke, you know, eventually the joke has grown and it's changed now that he's president. So, but then I saw somebody do it verbatim uh, the way I I used to do it, and you know it still happens. It happens, bro. So like I, what I tell comics, um, and 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 people like Felipe Esparza told me, don't put your shit online, especially because it's not ready. That joke, that's that was just a one liner. Now it, it has expanded into a bigger, like where I'm talking about my family and and you know. The, my relatives and stuff like that, but, like, it has expanded, but was it a mistake that I put it up? I think it was more like an experiment. I kind of did it on purpose, kind of to see if someone would steal it, and sure enough, it did happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I even had a big comic one time hit me up, and and, and I, I, will, I won't say the name on, on the podcast, obviously, but I had a comic hit me up this year freaking out. He was telling me, Hey Freddie, people are telling me I'm doing your joke. I never listened to your comedy before. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't listen to you. I have no reason. I do my own thing. I'm like, what are you talking about? And, And people, there was other people telling him, and this is a big comic, and people were telling him that he was doing my joke. So I was like, that's. I was like, first of all, I felt again. I was like, oh man, that's badass a big comic is doing a joke that sounds like mine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that was with, you know, that, you know, when when that thing blew up with Rogan, who was the comedian that him and Rogan went after?
0: Carlos Menstelia.
1: Yeah, Carlos Mencia. Yeah, he called him Menstelia. Yeah. And uh, I think after that, it was, you know, everybody was like, oh, shit, you know, I can't, you know, everybody was worried about, you know, the joke stealing—that was a big. I mean, I remember watching the video. Yeah. Over the, over the, you know, the comedy store. I guess it was the comedy store. I think. right? Yeah. I mean, that Where was the, the totally first one that went. Each other.
0: It went viral because Red Band recorded it. Yeah. You know, but it was the very first time it. It had been happening for years. You heard stories of Dennis Leary doing it. You know, for a long well, the, time. And...
1: The, the recent one was, I think, Amy Schumer, right?
0: Yeah, and that's a that's an interesting one, man, because at first I I went out and I did an episode where I defended her as well in a sense because I was like I feel like a lo- I felt like a lot of people were attacking her because she went against um gun rights and all that and but it's there's this other video that came out it was like almost 30 minutes long where it's like it's so obvious and oh, I yeah. I think um the difference is uh and i think mencia might have said this on when he was on joey's podcast but um the difference between him and amy schumer is that mencia didn't have friends to back him up because he was such an asshole to everybody oh yeah and amy schumer on contrary she has helped a lot of people she put Dave tell in her movie bobby kelly even though bobby kelly got cut out but like jim norton she's friends with all the new York comics you know, so she had a lot of friendships that backed her up, but it's you know, gotta, so obvious, I, right?
1: I got to give it to Carlos for going on there, though, because he was, I mean, I really, I really enjoyed that episode. I mean, he was, he was pretty honest about the whole thing. Yeah, Joey's thing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, you know, I kind of like, you know, got a lot of respect back for him, you know, because he, he went out on a limb and he just said, you know, what I did was wrong. And, you know, and uh, he's just. Was really, I mean, just like super humbled by the whole thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, who, I mean, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen with him? But, you know, I was... Well, I'll
0: tell you what, Carlos Mencia still tours. He still tours and he makes his living off of comedy. He's just not doing the big theater gigs or big, you know, the big gigs yeah. he was doing. But he's he's still out there doing his thing. Um, and I'll tell you what, man, uh, I'm not a fan of Carlos after I found out the whole, you know, when he was stealing and all that, but right, um, <clears throat> I really despised him for a long time. And I mean, I never, he's never done anything to me personally, but a lot of people don't like him, but i tell you what, he kills it. <laughs> and it's kind of like, like Rogan said, he, he's, he's great with other people's material. I don't know if he's still doing other people. That's I the, hope not. I hope not, right? But me and <laughs> my mean, me and my girl, we went to see him at at the Prim uh, Arena. That was a pretty big show. We went because we have free tickets. And we were going there with our expectations like, oh, this is going to blow. And, yeah. dude, he fucking kills it. He's really good. If you Hopefully, could, you, I mean, you could I ask, hope he's
1: his own stuff now.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. 100%. I hope so, too. I caught, like maybe three or four bits that are hacky and I've heard other comics do it like the whole you know every comic talks about kids getting trophies and every no, there's no such thing as a uh, first place because everybody gets participation he did that but you've heard so many comics do that that's a hacky bit yeah. I can't say oh he stole it from this guy because that guy probably stole it from someone else it's just a hack material um, so I caught him doing that i ca- I heard him do the the, the some drive through joke and, and it's like I've heard George Lopez do a drive through joke. It's like the thing is though he really does kill it. he knows how to bring it. He really is a professional artist when it comes to doing like Rogan said out there say other people's material
1: <laughs> hes just yeah. he's just fucking good he really is so so i mean so who are your like your favorite comedians
0: oh man that's uh, that's a tough one for me. Cause I'm such a fan of comedy before, and I'll be honest, and I I probably you know I'll, I probably probably uh, stole this and pulled a Mencia from, Bert Kreischer, but I'm before I am a comedian, I am a, a fan of comedy. Yeah, I am just such a big fan of comedy. So to answer that question, um, not in order, I I one of my favorites is Steve Martin, uh, Chris Rock, Seinfeld um uncle joey and there's you know dave chappelle holy shit it's like i mean even um if i go like right now bill burr is a huge one tom segura I love holy bill burr too, fuck yeah. tom segura cracks me up dude um paul rodriguez obviously one of our pioneers you know oh, yeah in, in latino comedy but um I'll tell you one of my very, very, like what I tell my wife, like, oh, Dave Attell, dude. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Dave Attell is one of the funniest comics, uh, most underestimated comics, too, by the way. But I I, I, I said I wasn't going to say in order, right? But I really, really, really love uh, Chris Rock and Jerry Seinfeld. Really? It's a weird combo.
1: I'll tell you what, you know who, who I really liked and um, I didn't know really who he was was Ian Edwards. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, he came, they played a show here in Austin with Rogan, Ian Edwards, and Joey. Yeah. Um, I mean, like like two years ago. And I was like, man, blown away. He's really, really good. He's an amazing
0: writer, man. He's yeah. fucking amazing. Ian, but, Ed- you know, like- Ian Edwards makes me want to quit comedy.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one of my one of my all time favorite comedians just about the way he would work a room, in was Don Rickles.
0: Did you get to see him live?
1: I did, it, man. You know the the weird thing about it was that was one of my bucket list things was to go to Vegas and see him. Yeah, you know, but it just never happened. Yeah, but you know, if you watch like those old like seventies roasts and. um and even, like, the, the live shows from, you know, from Vegas. Just mm-hmm. the way that he would, the way he would, like, work a crowd, the way he would, like, just tie everybody in, you know, oh, together. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the thing about it was he was, he, he got away with so much. Yeah. With, when it came to race, there's, I don't think anybody, there, I don't think there's ever going to be another, I think Joey's probably the closest thing to that, where he can get away with doing that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because if, if you watch some of the Rickle stuff, People laugh because it's Don Rickles, but if another guy came out and did that today, yeah, he probably would get fucking murdered. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, man. He, but Rickles was just awesome. I mean, just the the shit that he would he would do. He was one of the last. uh, He he was the last one. I think the only one besides him, I think, left is like Bob Newhart. Yeah, I don't even think he's doing stand up anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean Jerry Jerry Lewis has gone. I never really cared for him. But, um, yeah, but Don Rickles was Don the Rickles, shit. Don Rickles, man. You know? I mean, he wasn't part of the Rat Pack, but might as well be. Holy shit.
1: Well, actually, he was part of that whole set. I mean, there's only, like, I think, but you know, the Rat Pack wasn't really any comedians. It was just singers. You yeah, know?
0: he was part of the environment for sure, though. Like, oh, um, totally. You the know? Vegas th- scene and all that.
1: I think the only guy left in Vegas that's actually still doing it, I mean, you could probably tell me, tell him, better than i can i think it would be like wayne Newton or something is he still performing out there
0: last time i heard he was performing at bally's where la comedy club used to be um, yeah so yeah i think he's still doing it man um, yeah, but i think he's the last one yeah
1: yeah i mean gotta be right him
0: um there's another one um what's his name rich little i don't know if you remember rich he, little
1: oh yeah yeah the, the, he's the ventriloquist, not ventricles but he did voices yeah he does
0: voices uh but he's from that era as well though. Um he's still out there doing yeah, it? Yeah, he's uh he has oh, a he has a, a a show at um The Laugh Factory.
1: Really? Yeah, wow. 6
0: 6 p.m. before the the regular show. But yeah, he's huh. he's still doing it. He's one of them, but that's the only one I could think of other than uh Newton. Because um what was that black comedian uh older guy? Very funny. He had a show at the Flamingo for the longest time.
1: Oh, uh, I know you're talking about um uh, Wallace.
0: Yeah, George Wallace. George Wallace, yeah. He, he he retired from his show. He's still doing comedy, but he stopped doing his show about 3-4 years ago.
1: Yeah, cause I remember I was in Vegas like 10 years ago, he was over at the Flamingo.
0: Yeah, he he went by the new new Mr. Las Vegas and he was great. That's another yeah. great comic. But he wasn't
1: but- He wasn't part of that like that '60s crowd, though. No, no, you're absolutely right. More '80s, I think. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. He was more. More. He was more '80s. You're right.
1: But you know, like like I said, but I you know I grew up you know like I said I I love all those really dirty blue comics. Those are my guys.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's
1: when you know when I heard Joey, it was like, man, this guy's for me. You know what I mean? It was that kind of a thing. I said, shit. He kind of he kind of like really brought comedy back for me because he's. He's
0: just that guy. I mean, when you when you hang out with him, he's
1: that guy. Yeah, you know, man. He's that guy. He's that That's guy it.
0: all the way around. Because yeah, you have you have some comics that will kill it on stage, and then you have them on a podcast, and they're awkward as fuck. They they don't know how to hold a conversation. Yeah, I know. You know, and then vice versa. You have some comics that are fucking amazing on a podcast, and then you can't stand their po- their their comedy. New, yeah. new Netflix comes out. It's like oh, I, I turn it off after ten minutes. I'm done.
1: That's a, that, that's a thing too that I, I that I'm really wondering. I had this conversation with Lee when he was here, um, about these Netflix comedy specials, and man, most of them are god awful, you know. And he was explaining to me how you know what what Netflix does to get those specials and how much they pay and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh well, how come like Joey can't get a Netflix special where, you know, Joe Rogan can get five of them or um, there's comedians on there. There's a whole, like, um what's the guy? Oh, man, what's that guy's name? Uh, <laughs> the, guy, the guy that the, the broke the Cosby thing. Oh, Hannibal. Hannibal, uh, Hannibal Burris. He's got, like, five five or six Netflix specials. I'm not saying he's horrible. I'm saying, but how do you, how do we get, like, Joey Diaz a Netflix special? You know what I mean? How right. does that you don't know have I mean? that
0: kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. I think um, there, there are certain comics that they might make a great offer. And then there's some up and coming comics that that might give them like to the up and coming comic that might be a great offer. But to a Joey Diaz is like, no, you're not going to pay me this piece of shit for my great fucking comedy. So well, like think- they they don't offer the right thing, you know?
1: Well, I think what part of it is, is I think that these people are making these specials and they're just selling them to Netflix for, you know, five grand or whatever, just to get on Netflix. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, because it's it's more of a thing for people, <coughs> excuse me, to, um, you know, get a Netflix special and then to get people in the seats at their comedy shows. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why
0: the, the new way of doing it is record your own special with your own money. Yeah, you're going to spend a lot of money, but then try to sell it to a network. And I think the way, yeah. the way Joey did it was CISO, I mean, that was a great fucking special, dude. It just sucks that CISO. Uh, didn't they go under or something? I don't know. I don't know if they're still around, but Joey's special is re- fucking amazing. I can't wait till he resells it and throws it on, ne- on Netflix, you know?
1: I remember, well, because they, they did the special right after, the, after Austin. They, um, they were in Austin in September, and I think they filmed it like two weeks later. Yeah. Because I remember I was talking to Lee, um, right after they filmed. I think because they filmed like two nights, and I talked to Lee like right after they filmed the the first night. and I talked to Joey the next day, and he said it went amazing and everything else. And so I was I was really oh, happy for him.
0: you know what it did go under because I just came to CISO, and it's saying uh, promo codes. Oh, CISO. Yeah. Well, that sucks, man. I wish I wish CISO would let go of it and let it let it go on Hulu. Isn't CISO and Hulu the same company? NBC? I have no idea. Yeah, it says right I mean, here, well, CISO, NBC no, Universal. I mean, CISO was just a comedy
1: app, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. CISO was uh, kind of like Hulu, but they were trying to focus on comedy. Hmm. And, it's, and I'm looking at, at it right here on Wikipedia. It says it's owned by Uni- NBC Universal. So why not just release all the comedy specials on uh, Hulu? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I'm sure they're going to work something out with it. Because, I mean, that thing is it's pretty new. I mean, it's only, what, like not even a year?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, was, he, he, it wasn't that yeah, old.
1: Yeah, well, Joey sent me the the CDs of the show. Uh-huh. He had like a double CD or something, and he sent me a copy of that. But it's a CD of the special. Right. Yeah, so, well, I mean. They, I, they, it says
0: here they launched on January 7th of 2016 not even a year later and they're done.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean it's it's a tough thing because not many people are, you know, kind of getting comedy apps. I mean, it's cuz you got to realize there's so much stuff out there now. Yeah, there is. There's I mean, you got Netflix and Hulu and I mean, there's so many there's always so much stuff that people are going to pay money to, to see, you know. And then and then that special probably is on 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 YouTube, right? You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: That's you true. Know, so
1: it's like you I mean why are you gonna go and, and, and get CISO when you can just go on YouTube and you know after a couple of weeks and it's gonna be on there already?
0: Yeah, very it, true. It's a
1: tough gig. It's a tough gig all the way around, you know. So I mean, I think with with like say like a person like Joey or even like Rogan or or Bill Burr, their podcast is their advertisement for their shows. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's so it's If it I wasn't mean,
0: for podcasting, I would have never uh, gone to see Joe Rogan. I think because it was because of the podcast that I became a fan. You know, and 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 like some some people is vice versa. They'll 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 hear the comedy and then find out oh they have a podcast I'll listen to it. Yeah. You know,
1: and I mean the only the only thing that I really knew Rogan from was from you know UFC. i mean, honestly. Yeah. I know he you know who he was sort of kind of but I never watched you know news radio and all that stuff I never got into all that
0: Yeah but me, me it was UFC. more like
1: fear factor for me Yeah I yeah I watched a little bit of fear factor but you know the UFC thing is what really you know Yeah so. But I think a
0: lot of people were surprised uh, especially when the Mencia video came out they were surprised they're like wait Joe Rogan is a comedian and then they look into it and it's like oh shit he's a fucking comedian and <clears throat> for people that don't that have never listened to Joe Rogan's comedy uh my personal favorites uh one of them is the newest one triggered it's fucking hilarious and then the other one uh the one of the very first one holy happy jihad very funny special I'll tell
1: say t- there's one bit I'm not gonna you know go through the whole bit but there's the premise is it's like a <laughs> Can I say retarded? Is is that okay?
0: <laughs> of course, bro. This swapcast we we choose I just, I we choose the r- rules, bro. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I know it's kind of funny. Can I, can I swear on my own podcast? If <laughs> you listen to my podcast, every words Fuck this and fuck that. Yeah. Um, no, but it's just it's just I will just say retarded because you know, I'm just one thing I can describe it as. Um, this, recar- this retarded kid is telling the story of of Noah and the Ark. You remember that? Oh yeah that's one of my favorite bits i every time even if i watch it now i'll start crying and laughing that's so yeah. you know oh. I mean? it's like it's such a killer bit yeah with a, with a lot of holes in that story you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean oh yeah man it's it's <laughs> it's great man it's such a good special uh the tabernacle is a great special too the uh uh, was the Rocky Mountain High is a good one, but I'm telling you, I don't know if you've seen uh, Triggered, the the newest I, I one. Think, yeah. Oh my God, I was dying laughing. Like rarely do I laugh by myself because usually laughter is something you do with friends. Yeah, yeah. But I was laughing like a madman just listening well, to was it. That,
1: did he did he end the did he end the thing? Is that the one where he's on the stool and he's supposed to be uh, yeah, Bruce or something? Yeah, yeah. He that's did, the one. He, he did that bit in Austin and it was like twice as long or three times as long as it was on that special. Really? I mean, it was long. I was like, oh, where is he going with this? I mean, it was this fucking, I know maybe he was working the bit out for the special or whatever. Yeah. but it was, I mean, it, it was long, you know, but that was such a great show. I mean, with Joey and Ian Edwards and him. And I remember Rogan went on the, on his podcast, like, um, I think on that Monday morning or, Tuesday when he we went on and he said he goes that was probably one of my favorite gigs I've ever played was in Austin yeah he's talking about because I mean it's Austin's such a fucking cool town it's just you know of course I mean it, it, I mean you know Vegas is you know probably number one in the world I would think but I mean well, Austin's like it's own different kind of a thing you know yeah man well
0: so, I can't wait to go man I'm told I'm told the wife right now
1: dude I'll tell you what this is what we want to do dude South by Southwest is coming up in, in uh, March mm-hmm. and they have a media week or, or, interact, or inter, was it interactive week where all the podcasters come in and they do, you know, all these seminars. And I mean, it's just the town's on fire that whole week. It's actually, it's three weeks because they do a music week, a film week and an interactive week.
0: And that's in Austin.
1: That's in Austin. Yeah. Holy South shit. by Southwest. It's huge. huge.
0: Oh, I always hear comedians talk about that.
1: Oh, yeah. So man, and I I'm talking to to, to get lead out here for it. I said, Man, you're the perfect guy to come down here for, you know. And the weird thing about it is now, Freddie, is I got I got bands from out of town. I had a band from Chicago hit me up a couple weeks ago saying, Hey man, we're gonna be in for a south by southwest, can we do a podcast with you? You know. Wow, look at that. So now it's yeah, so now they got I got people from out of town hitting me up. So I'm like, Hell yeah, let's do it. You know, what, what time of the year is this? It's in March. In March, okay. Like you see, how to look at look up south. It's like sxsw.com. Oh uh, yeah,
0: March 9th through the eighteenth of twenty eighteen. Okay, yeah. There you go. That that might be the perfect, uh, perfect uh, excuse to get out of town and uh, hell yeah,
1: there. man. Shit, I'm, I'm trying. Like so I'm trying to lead out here for it because it's a, it's a whole you know. Uh, the music part of it's cool and everything, but you know I, I'm really looking forward to the interactive part because it's all about you know just interactive stuff, podcasting and you know webcasts and all that kind of stuff, you know. And they have, I mean, I think they they tried to get Rogan to do a um a guest speaker, one of those things, and he didn't come down for it. I so said it was like it's like the offer I gave wasn't too good, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? One of those kind of things.
0: Right on, man. Well this is awesome, brother. Can you believe we just hit two hours, bro?
1: I know. <laughs> we can talk
0: forever. Hell yeah, Hopefully. man. It, I mean it's,
1: it's it's kinda cool having you on my podcast and me being you on your podcast at the same time.
0: Yeah, exactly. We just gotta plan <laughs> that out and uh find out what they what they do usually release yours.
1: I can release it any, um I can release it any time, but um like today I will probably release this tomorrow.
0: Tomorrow? Okay, probably well too. tomorrow I'm not free until the weekend. Okay, but um, if you if you, you want, want to put
1: it at the same time,
0: yeah, we should. We should. If you want, I think it'll be a good idea if we release it Sunday night. Sunday night, because okay. be, because yeah, then working. then people Monday when they go to work and all that. A, but there's one of the advice uh, Uncle Joey told me when I did the show with him in Reno the first time. Um, he said, "When you release your podcast, you want to release it Sunday night or Tuesday night." Because in the middle of the week, people still have time to listen to it, and then Sunday night is the beginning of the week. That's why he does his Sunday night, and then it's it's a fresh new
1: week. Well, he's actually yeah, well, it's, yeah, dummy me over here. I'm doing mine on Mondays and Wednesdays.
0: <laughs> hey man, but
1: you're, you're here's t- the you're good t- thing t- about
0: you though, bro, is that you you're be, you've been consistent. You've been very consistent. Consistency is the key.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I caught for Cassius the other night when you had him on. He was talking about it's like you know once you once you drop the ball not say drop the ball but once you go away for a little bit mm-hmm. that's when people kind of like not say forget about you but they move on to the next thing or whatever. Oh, so. the
0: numbers drop, man. I've I've experienced that several times. In in the little four years that I've done it, uh, when I've been consistent, we've had great downloads. And then you take a break, people forget. You know, yeah. and, and and it's cool, but then you you have the faithful faithful ones that stay. You know, but you know, yeah, man. Well, I think it'll be a good idea. We'll we'll we'll, we'll inbox each other and plan out the release date, and then we'll well, let's, we'll both do it.
1: Well, let's do this for my listeners. Where where can they reach you and give me all your stuff? Cool,
0: man. So for your listeners, uh you can find me on social media. It's Fred recker And then uh, we didn't get into the story, how I got that stupid name, but, um, uh, but we'll get into it another time, but, uh, it's exactly, we'll make it for the next podcast. Uh, but it's Fred Recker, is F R E D R E K E R, uh, on all social media, whether it's, um, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, uh, fucking Pornhub, anything Fred Recker, (laughs) Yes. Um, and then, uh, or you could just go to, um, My website, com and Korea spelled C-O-R-R-E-A. You can find me, uh, all my links for social media are on there. You can find me on Facebook and then the podcast. Thanks for the invite podcast. You could find that on anywhere you could find a podcast. You'll find thanks for the invite podcast.
1: Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So So my thing is, of course, this is the Cobra cast podcast with Bobby Sharon. Anyways, um, on Twitter, it's going to be CobraCast PC. Couldn't get the podcast. That's what's it's, it's CobraCast PC. But um, same thing. i on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, Lipson, iHeart Radio. I'm all over the place. Um, and if you're into local Austin music, this is the podcast for you because all I have is this local Austin artists, musicians, bands soon to be comedians and my first comedian tonight with the, with the wonderful Freddie korea yeah um one of las vegas's finest <laughs> <laughs> when, you say you're one of, when you say you're one of las vegas's finest comedians that's saying a lot uh, well, so, that,
0: that. thank you for saying that brother i i don't i don't believe well okay i won't interrupt but yeah Thank you. Thank well, hey, you for saying. Buddy, I just don't think that of myself, but thank you.
1: <laughs> hey, you, know, you don't open up, you don't open for uh, Joey Diaz and all the other great stuff you're doing out there. You know if you suck, so you know what I mean.
0: I appreciate, it, brother. <laughs> thank
1: you. Thank you very much. You know, <laughs> awesome man. This has been fun, man. I, I've been, I said, I've been looking forward to this for a while. So we've, been, we've been talking back and forth about doing it and everything. But uh.
0: absolutely, brother. Thank you, man. And um, uh, your YouTube channel. How how could people find the YouTube channel?
1: My YouTube channel, if you go to Bobby Sharon, Sharon spelled S-H-A-R-R-O-N. So if you type in Bobby Sharon, it'll automatically go to my page, and then it'll all the episodes will be CobraCast podcast, number, you know, uh, whatever it is, and all the way down. <laughs> there you go,
0: bro. And, and that's one of the questions I had ready for you, but we're just going to leave it for the next episode. Yeah, uh, how did you get CobraCast as the name of the podcast? I that's- can tell
1: you. I can tell you real fast on that one. The Cobra Casting, my nickname from a lot of my buddies is Cobra. Um, the, I got that nickname from a guy I used to work with at an old job. He was uh, his, a Hispanic guy that, really <laughs> spoke, that spoke broken English. And for some weird reason, he started calling me Cobra, El Cobra, or whatever. <laughs> and he would be on the other side of the building and he would make this Cobra noise. They go like that, you know, and every time I heard that noise, I, I knew who was calling me, you know, so anyways, the nickname stuck. So anyways, we're, we're trying to think of names for the, for the, for the podcast. And my girlfriend Crystal said to me, she's like, why don't you call it Cobra cast? That's a good idea. I'm like, Hmm, Cobra cast. Wow. And that's how it came. So it became awesome. Cobra cast podcast with Bobby Sharon. Here we are a year later. There you go,
0: brother. That now we got the Cobra cast. Fucking- <laughs>
1: Episode ninety two. Episode ninety two. <laughs> yes, sir. Episode. It's not Carrera; it's Korea.
0: It, 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 it's I, Korea I because uh, no one could pronounce it, so I just went it, with. I, I think around middle school, I decided I'm just gonna go with Korea.
1: So I mean, well, how's it? What's cor- the correct
0: uh, the correct pronunciation? The correct well, it's from my it comes from my dad's last name, Correa. Uh, Wish which, I can not do that. Yeah, it, it's a double <laughs> R, bro. So. Cor- Correa, I could barely do Correa.
1: Um, Joey could probably do it. I can't
0: do it. Yeah, and, and uh, it, I, I've traced the last name. I guess it. I guess it comes from Portugal. Pretty much, Correa means belt. Okay. Which means nothing. So you're Freddy the belt. Freddy the belt. <laughs> That's Freddy it. Freddy the belt. Freddy the belt. <laughs> Freddy the belt which means That's nothing. It just belt. So people in school would call me Freddie Carrera, Freddie Correa. Uh, Freddie, Corey. I thought it was Korea. I don't
1: not not Korea, but I thought it was Carrera. I've been saying Carrera for months. I don't know
0: why. Yeah, everybody says. Most people say Carrera. Trust me, bro. And and uh, I've gotten a lot of Carrera. I've gotten Carrera. Uh, I've gotten Corey uh, because it's an E and a, a. They think it's like E, like the C. So it's like Cor- Corey. I'm like okay. So uh, I I think it was like I heard someone. Maybe it was a the teacher. They said Freddie Korea, and I'm like oh there you go. I'm just, I'm just gonna stick that's with korea i'm just gonna stick with korea
1: i mean well my last name it's like you know sharon but every, I've, I've heard sharon sharoni Sharaney. i mean i've heard all sorts of Korean yeah too, yeah uh, yeah and it's you know it says sharon it's like the girl's last name or the girl's first name with two r's and that's it you know uh huh. it's not that hard <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean so. exactly anyways bro this has been awesome man thank you okay. so much for doing this
0: no nah, thank you my brother Listen, we got to do it again man and uh when okay. you get lee's when you get a lee on there get me on there
1: oh hell yeah i'm I'm trying to get the big man that's that's the goal Hell yeah. like get him up out of his hotel room yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly that'd be we'll awesome for man.
1: Lee first though
0: yeah yeah absolutely lee lee's a great dude so uh if you if you guys decide to uh uh spend a little time maybe five minutes or something give me and let me call in I'll, i would love to
1: oh definitely we'll definitely do that
0: hell yeah bro all right will right. well, you have a good night my man you too and uh in
1: me we'll figure out when we release this bad boy okay
0: sounds good brother we are
1: out all right, much love bro peace,
0: peace.